0: Episode 219 of the F-Reality Podcast. It has been a strong couple of weeks in VR. PSVR 2s, like late Valentine's Day cards, are showing up on people's doorsteps following an absolute whirlwind of Sony releases, blogs, announcements, tweets, and influencers with early units. I don't know about you, uh, but it sure seems like Sony want your attention this fine February. So... Here, my friends, are the hottest topics we'll be discussing on the show today. Dancing, discos, and raves? Why go out when you can pretend you're at the Disco King indoors? The Osbournes are meant to catch a flight, but Ozzy's been grinding his teeth like Mittens the kitten, and we'll tell you why. Sony's announced a sheer cacophony of games for their new headset and flashed a few pretty trailers. Adam's leading the charge for this part this week, and our crew... Uh, will tell you all about PlayStation's latest fashion accessory. But that's not all. There's a new headset in town. It costs a grand, and it's tiny. But the market impact of the small form factor HMD surely won't be immaterial. More on that later. And bringing this ship about face to harpoon the white whale, H- Jose's barking orders from the head of the boat. Uh, and we'll be telling all the new fishermen here about catch and release while we wind in our fishing reels and prepare for another fortnight on the salty VRC. Uh, chat, if you've been busy as we have, uh, tell us what you've been doing. Gosh, it's been an absolute mad week. It really has. (laughs) Mad week. Um, So let me take their gags off (laughs) and shake virtual hands with our crew. First up, every time we intro this dude, he says, yo, yo, and... I think that's probably just a coping mechanism. I mean, jetting his body back and forth, up and down. He rarely sits still, and yet he manages to clock in some serious gaming hours. How does he do it? He's a living yo yo who only just barely manages to wind himself in to sit still for this show. Please welcome <laughs> Jose, the VR
1: tech. How you doing, huh, buddy? I'm not saying a yo this time. I'm not starting with you yo 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 this time. Yo. Yo. You're no. not happening. I, was, I was <laughs> started, but not this time. Man, perpetual energy. That's exactly you. You figured me out. That's exactly how I keep myself awake. Momentum, you know, like kinetic energy. I just oh, man. keep moving. If I stop, it's over. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> like dude, a shark. like I'm, I, yeah. But just like you, 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 you mentioned the Valentine's Day analogy, and, and I'm like, man, it feels like Valentine's Day in high school all over again. Because like I feel like I'm left heartbroken. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 am I'm, I'm heartbroken by the PlayStation VR2, man. Like i i it's it's i'll I'll tell more i'll talk more about that later but i i I have like pretty much the entire release library and maybe i played like three games and i had all the time in the world and i only was able to play a few but yeah
0: struck and down by a, uh, a, a sour Valentine card. Yeah. Um, you're not the only one either. I've been surfing Reddit no. quite a bit and uh, we'll definitely mm-hmm. dig into that. Well, we'll hear the story of your woes, Captain Jose. So thank you for, uh, for being, <laughs> uh, being aboard this fine vessel this week. That was very good. Right. Um, next up, this guy is an F-reality Neanderthal. Back when the show was just smudges of paint around a prehistoric fire pit, Rowdy's ancestors were there grunting at the stars with some early mutterings about Earth's rotation and the effects of gravitational forces bouncing off and echoing from the lonely cave walls. And unlike the other cave people, he'd sit and play caveman Age of Empires in a corner all by himself. With a few potted plants, of course, by his side, pound your chest, throw some leaves, and say, ugh, ug, me smart to Rowdy. <laughs>
2: Uk oak, oak me smart. Yes. That's that's me in a nutshell. Did you know that the, the that the, the spinning core of the earth is probably gonna change direction soon? That's or not is it the process of changing That's direction? bad, right? I don't know. Like they made a movie about it, like it was pretty bad in the movie, but I mean what are you gonna do about was it? Was that you know?
0: 2012? I I don't,
2: yeah, it was something like that. Like that they, they that the earth's core was gonna stop spinning and everything was gonna Okay, wire gonna but I, apparently it's an event that is Quite, I mean, quite common in, you know, in, in galaxy years, uh, it is something
0: that is maybe, maybe, uh, not that strange. Yeah, I, I remember they show it in. Um, I think they they can see it in the rings of trees, like when that happens, like a magnetic polar shift. Is it the same thing, or is that something different? I have, I have no idea. When the poles I have go. No whoop, idea what that is, and everybody falls over, and the dinosaurs evaporate, and. Poof, what a what a what a uh a brightly lit intro to this podcast so far (laughs) this is great exactly to be honest this is this is like the perfect label for my week so i will ask you a question rowdy have you had any highlights very very friendly things that have happened to you this week Uh, things to lift our spirits maybe
2: (laughs) i actually i went to see uh the The new Avatar, or it's kind of like like an older movie now already, but um, I went to see that one and I really enjoyed it. And I went to see it in like, not like, you know, like those theaters where they say like, you know, six degrees of freedom or like 12 degrees. (laughs) I went to see it in a theater that had a 270 degree screen. Holy shit. I mean what? the screen you have a screen in front of you and then you have screens on the sides of the of the cinema basically. Really? So it's not like it's not like a, a circle like I was expecting when you say two hundred seventy degrees and I, I'm expecting two hundred seventy degrees, but it's more like peripheral screens but I have to say it was pretty cool and you get used to it quite fast as well because I was like there's going to be too much information I can only focus on so much but they at least in this movie they played around with that really smart so the screens they turn on and off for like specific scenes so if they have those giant panning views over Pandora then you know the screens switch on or if they go underwater and it was a it was an amazing experience because the movie is like three hours long you know like so it's a it's a pretty long movie but it, it went by rather fast, and I really enjoyed that. And this this extra screens like they 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 did make it cooler.
0: For sure. Wow, that is going to link really well in with something a bit later on. But um, did were the the screens on the side? They actually used that same effect at Oculus Connect. Do you remember a few years ago, Rowdy, when we were when we right. were there? Yeah. Where like like yeah yeah the frame of the video would change the format, and then it would go wide, and you'd all, all get all this extra wide detail. But when you were saying that there were peripheral screens, I imagine something. Similar to like like an early Pimax headset was like where the where the peripherals were like out of focus, blurred, and stuff. Were were they high fidelity? Like was it the full uh, cinematic experience around the edges, or was it just was it just kind of fringe effect to some extent?
2: So it was high fidelity, but on the edges, of course, it was a little bit warped. So it was like a little bit like you know where you have like the the ninety degree corner, so you have it warped and it like
0: out like warps out like a bit further uh when you when you you follow the okay. screen along the edge. And we're just uh we're we're having trouble they're, they're having trouble hearing your rowdy for some reason. I don't know why your your volume level That's on strange. output is um different to us. Uh, let's just do a quick test here just to make sure everyone's okay. Uh, Adam just say hi to us. Hello. All How's
1: it right. going everybody? And then Jose? <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. Okay. Oh, you got me to say it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, oh, oh, was, oh, was a to
1: say
2: it. <laughs> oh, man. We got him. I mean, I'm, I'm checking the audio levels here, and it seems to be, at least on my end, it seems to be fine. Like, uh, I may be a little bit on the lower end than the rest, but uh, I did boost it up a little bit, so I think it should be uh, it should be fine. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Bucks and uh, all are quiet except Zim. Interesting.
3: Zim, you're too it's loud.
0: you're... You're just loud. <laughs> let me just actually just check something here. So that really sounds interesting. Did you did 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 you did you make it through um, the entire movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, like Because for, like, sure. for a three plus hour movie, I would think I'd have to, you know, run off to the jacks I or something. The first
2: hour I found a little bit slow, but then it like yeah, it kind of ramped up and it was actually interesting for the entirety of the
0: of the of the show. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's cool. So you recommend people go see it while they still can? I don't know if it's still in the cinemas,
2: actually. I think I was already quite late to go and see it. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, for, for me, it was a very good movie to see. It was because uh, I see people still asking which movie it
0: was. It was uh, the new Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. So new Avatar, man, I, I've, I wanted to see it. But like, I don't know, since having kids, like getting to the cinema is just not easy. It's just not an easy thing to do. <laughs> like, um, you either cause havoc for other people or you, your time is just broken up and you're <laughs> running in and out of the place. So, yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Anyway, last but not least, uh, the lady of this house returneth. Yes, she breaketh the cycle. That's a little returnal <laughs> sink there. <laughs> uh, she also took a month's break from F-Reality to beat baby seals and steal the blubber from local. No, just kidding. Uh, whoa, put whoa. your pitchforks down. It wouldn't help anyway. She's got big, bigger hardware than you. i I, I swear. Uh, it's our favorite humpback whale watcher back from her rest and relaxation in Hawaii. It's Adam Bombati.
3: Oh, I, I don't want to say I'm sad to be back because that sounds really insulting. <laughs> but it, I went outside, which was good. I went outside. I touched sand. it was it was great. um i'm I'm getting paler again, but I did get a little tanner on my trip, so that was nice. but that's nice, yeah. Um we did a lot of outdoorsy things so you know land and sea by land we did zip lining ATV riding wow. um uh did like a not a circle island tour but they have road to hana on Maui and I was like I am not going to drive that because it's kind of it's kind of precarious mm. some parts are like one lane and and there's like garbage trucks driving on this thing and some of the bridges are like just one lane. So you have to stop at one side and let the cars pass. It's scary. And I don't want to deal with that. So we just (laughs) took like a, someone, you know, a local who's driven it many times on like a bus somehow navigating these windy, narrow roads. It's like, good, they can deal with it. If I die, it's not going to be my fault. It's going to be someone else's fault. (laughs) Um, But then uh, we also did a submarine tour. Um, It's like a um it's a tourist submarine so it's not like a you know military submarine sort of a thing it was um there's a sunken ship that this company sunk so that coral reef could grow on it so they kind of took us to that and it was Ooh. just really neat and then yeah like you said the the whale watching um apparently it's super rare for the whales to actually approach the boats yeah. and we had a mother and calf just kind of like going underneath our boat and just kind of hanging out for a little while like even the the tour people you know what's exciting when the tour people bring out their phones <laughs> and then one of yeah. them started crying and I was like oh my god like I don't know what's happening but it's gonna be stored in my brain for forever now so uh yeah I guess TLTR so what kind was come back
2: do you, do you know what can kind come of hum- back whales. whales yeah
3: they um
1: do I you guess Go ahead. Like, do you feel any presence of a whale? Like when you feel that, like under you, like, that's like what I'm, that's going through my mind right now.
3: I don't know about feel, but they um, they did bump the boat. It was more like a like a raft, like occasionally, which was interesting. But getting to see um, the shape of them so yeah. close under the water was yeah. really trippy. And then they had um, I don't know the science word and maybe Rowdy could come up but they, they basically they put the like a microphone in the water so that you can actually hear all of the males singing too and it is yeah, it's crazy yeah. because there's so many it's, it's breeding season there right now for them so they're all over the place you got
0: a boy band act in whale format that's amazing that's great. <laughs> so,
2: no, <laughs> you don't need money
1: for that. That's called a mixtape. I, I can answer that. <laughs> you need <get> a microphone. <laughs> Backstreet whales. You
2: know? It really. Backstreet whales. The thing that
0: struck me as well, like in addition to the whales and the fact that, like, we we're ogling over, you know, a kayak VR trailer. You're, you, you went and had the real experience. <clears throat> um, and some of the, I mean, the the things you were putting on Twitter was, were just amazing. Some of the photos and things. And then and then one caught my eye in particular, which looked to be an area around. Uh, what's it called? Isla Nublar or something in Jurassic Park? Isla Nublar? Isla Nublar? Is that, is- Isla uh, Nublar? Yes. Is that well, it? The
3: Isla Nublar is the island that Jurassic Park is on, uh, the, yeah. first um, the first one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of uh, the helicopter scene in the first Jurassic Park you know, where they're coming down into the helipad. That, is, that was actually filmed on Maui. And I guess I think some private helicopter company bought it out and they just use it for whatever expensive rich people do
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, to um, Jurassic Park I think is the answer to that one yeah I
3: guess but yeah a lot yeah. of stuff is filmed mostly uh like the like mountains out like the wider shots were filmed on Maui a lot of the on land stuff like the Gallimimus scene and the Indominus Rex um pen I guess you want to call it that was on Oahu that's like in Koaloa Ranch and you can actually go on a tour and Go walk around the Indominus Pen, and it's, it's neat. I, I this is my favorite movie, so. I'm wow. going to say you seem it. to
0: know a lot about Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park. I'm sure Rowdy's there smiling away because he's a dinosaur guy, but you seem to be more <laughs> like a dinosaur. Take a picture cow. with Jeez. the
3: Gallimimus log, like it's awesome, and, and you just wow. when you're there, wow. you can see it. Like you're like this is the field, this is where the Gallimimus are running, and then the T-Rex, you know, bites them and picks it up, and they're hiding. It, it, it's great. I love it super nerd here <laughs>
0: super nerd. we still yeah. don't yeah. Like have that. we haven't had a proper vr experience for jurassic park right nothing
3: no nothing the so quest
2: uh, there's, there's only one well, I mean,
0: we've yep. had the jurassic park game right the, what what jurassic park? Uh, oh oh sorry yeah you mean the quest one jurassic worlds yeah. right? aftermath i think World, yeah. yeah um so the only other one that i the only the only one that, that, that i've experienced myself was um Thank you, because I'd forgotten about the Quest one. But Dave and Buster's had a 4D VR experience where you'd strap in. I don't remember right. who I went with, um, but we went and they were like, you, you were in a 4x4 four four or something. It was relatively short, like 15 minutes, but certainly better than those Chinese knockoff games from a few years ago, know, 2017, where you, you know, you were just basically an fps on a rail shooter shooting dinosaurs and that was not very fun that's
1: just, yeah that's you, all that you, yeah. yeah. you must know you must know all the arcade jurassic park games are rail shooters yeah pretty much all of them yeah it sucks
0: but something more experiential kind of like what adam was just describing i would love to see oh. that in vr and yeah i mean they didn't do a terrible job of it but i was personally disappointed in the jurassic park that we got um some of the earlier stuff like i think it was called blue where you could see raptors coming up to you, and it was in kind of like a, it was VR, but I remember it being kind of like a one hundred and eighty degree uh,
2: video. Oh, Do you remember yeah. those? Those yeah, were yeah. kind that of cool. That was like one of
3: the first ones that came out when the Quest came out, mm-hmm. I think, or something, or when the movie the came out. One, Even me. earlier,
2: yeah. The best one is still Robinson: The Journey, right? Still. I think that comes the closest to like yeah. you know having a real like dinosaur experience. Uh, I really wish they they would make more of those, uh, you know, a sequel to that one because it's perfectly suited for it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Well, it uh, sounds like you have had a very good time off in reality. Uh, we're going to have to take away your F reality card, though, because uh, we, we don't allow that here. <laughs> or maybe there's some penance Fine. we can come up with later. So uh, with that, I'm really curious what chat have been getting up to in this absolute tornado of a uh, an action film that the last week has been in VR. So, uh, guys, let me know if you spot anything in there. I'll take a look as well. People were calling out the blue. The blue was a good whale sim i know back in the day certainly got some hearts beating early on um in, in those days i remember it was one of the first things that came over to what was that five offering not five verse um
1: but subscription
0: port. yeah vive port. vive port vive port which which has kind of ebbed and flowed over the years you know it's, it's initially it was a little bit kind of interesting that it was weak and i think they they buffed it up and it's a good entry point if you're new to vr you know go look at Five Portas may be a way to kind of get a subscription to a bunch of games that you can play, particularly if you're on desktop. Um. There's a lot of people saying as well like a realistic Jurassic PC VR
2: game would be awesome. Uh, like even like just like you know something on rails, but then like having the Jurassic Park experience, I would love that stuff.
3: I mean, there was kind of what like like Island Three Sixty Five game it wasn't Jurassic Park, but it was pretty oh, like yeah, yeah. at the time, and you it had tracker support, so you could kick the dinosaurs yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, but was, that was like I was thinking about yeah. that
0: one. <laughs> you kick the dinosaurs? I remember Triceratops <laughs> could, in that. Yeah. Um, what wasn't that also an early adopter for b haptic support? If I I might be. I think for for Tracker
3: support. I don't know about B-Haptics, Yeah,
0: definitely the Tracker. I think it was the first game, uh, Island 365. That was a crazy one. It kind of gave those Turok vibes, though, and we're starting to get more... That's what I was thinking. There there are more and more games coming. Yeah, I want a proper Turok game to come, to be honest. Have you guys
1: ever played Dino Crisis for the PlayStation?
0: Uh, That's what I want. Uh,
1: That's what I want. I want like a Resident Evil-ish... With dinosaurs, with raptors. Like, give me that scene in Jurassic Park with the Velociraptors. Turn that into, like, a Metal Gear Solid-ish game and just get me into VR, just hiding from raptors, and I'll be happy. Clever girl. Yeah. Yeah. Love that yes. scene. Right <laughs> heaven, Actually, no, there. no, no. I, I take it back. I, I want I want a Jeff. Uh, I want a bloom simulator. That's what I want in VR. I want to be shirtless. Jeff yeah, just shirtless in VR. Just look that's in the mirror that's... in VR. <laughs> I always thought, I I always
0: I thought the Void would do really, really well like with those scenes recreated because you get the breath you maybe you'd get the uh you know you get a fake limb touching your shoulder that you could pull and you'd see it in vr as you held the thing i mean you could get quite terrified in that so uh again yeah long live the void um great okay so chat you guys seem to have been busy um so uh my highlight i suppose uh my highlight has been um primarily reddit i've kind of been doing a regular deep dive on reddit and i just I've been reminded I kind of like Twitter let me down to some extent. I think it let a lot of us down uh, in the way that it's been behaving lately and um, with its new ownership. So uh, I I was kind of ushered over to Reddit and have rekindled my love for Reddit uh, to some extent. Um, But I won't go too much. You as well, Rowdy. you Do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For sure. It's just a nice place. Um, And I also like I'm calling myself now a hype vampire because I definitely feed off new people who are new to vr and like getting their first time accounts of that even if they're making dumb mistakes or pushing themselves too hard or whatever it is it's just great because it puts you in in that seat again and i don't know how that works but like even reading a story i don't have to see a picture necessarily which is your normal like mirror neurons firing thing but like even just reading the story the hype of someone's like first time experience it's just i don't know it's so So wholesome
1: (laughs) it truly is that's why i do arcades it's so fun you get those like much more frequent than any other industry. I love it. Uh-huh. I, I love seeing people, especially like older people who, cause you can, they've never like, at least kids kind of like get the concept through movies and cartoons. Yeah. Like most people don't even, they've never even conceptualized VR. <laughs> so whenever I go back to like my, my, you know, my, my parents, from home country and go back to Puerto Rico. Like I really get like I, I love showing it to my relatives because they don't even know what VR is in the first place God. so it's like yeah they look at it it's witchcraft which is so fun because they're like what are you doing transporter me and it's, it's so fun <laughs> puppy the, the witch doctor's here again
0: <laughs> he's like,
1: comes with the crazy technology <laughs>
0: but that's exactly it and you only get that experience once right you only get that like change from I don't understand it to I do understand it I think about it this is a very nerdy way to think about it but x equals x plus one. I play the game Flux a lot, and it's like you go from one reality to many. You know, just that turn event, and having experienced that myself is just is so great. So, game wise, I wanted to quickly mention two games that I'd played. Um, one was Drop Dead the Cabin. Firstly, because it was just really fun two player co op. I wish it was more players because it's really fun, like zombie in a cabin, quite unique, but rough. They had they had some patches out just recently, and I hope that that paired stuff up, but buddied up with somebody. And then the second one I wanted to talk to, um, just a weird indie game. I know last time I mentioned, I think it was Hyperbolica, um, Line Light. So Line Light is, I think, the second game ever that I've played in VR, which is designed for lying flat on your back, uh, which is an odd place to be. But the thing that I have said kind of time and time again is that there aren't enough games that work well for someone who's in a hospital bed or unable to move around. And so Line Light is is a puzzle game. Uh, And you basically, I'll just express it in a very Zim way, you're lying flat on your back and you guide little worms through pipes. Um, So the pipes are kind of three-dimensional, but as you back away from the scene, they seem quite flat. And the thumbstick controls are neat so that like if you're moving the thumbstick and there's a wall, your worm can't go. You have to navigate it with your thumb uh to, to kind of move it around the scene and then there's various parts kind of like things that turn and levers and bad guys that show up so a bit of an odd little puzzle um and of course you played it standing <laughs> i did end up, i did end up lying down for it but rowdy i linked you to the start the starting part so people can kind of get a feeling because when you are lying down um it's quite far away from you totally comfortable uh and i would be happy doing that but i actually preferred it standing up um, but the other game that I'd played like that was uh, sound self which was the it's a game that basically reverberates your own voice back in a delay and it ends up putting you into a meditative state so between Ooh. that and linelight those are two cool titles that you could check out if you do happen to be in a situation where you're sick you're laid up or whatever and you just want to do some VR um, they work really well and in this game it's funny you turn around and Behind you, there's a picture of a dog. I don't know. The dev decided to put the picture of their dog behind you. So. <laughs> that's okay. so, It's a bit of a weird one. Bit of a weird one. So that's, that's Line Light. Um, so that was my highlight for, the, uh, for the week. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a strange one. Just wanted to call it out. I always like it when, you know, VR games take a different direction and appreciate that a lot. So uh, this is the point where it's, it's, it's really my sincere pleasure to bring a new sponsor to the show. And that is uh, Cubism. Uh, The developer of Cubism is someone who I befriended several years ago, uh, before this game was even a thing out there, back when it was an early alpha. Um, I mean, we have spoke about relaxing titles before. Um, When I think of Cubism, I like to think its closest corollary is Subnautica. And I say that because Subnautica, you start off and you're paddling around and it's all very tranquil um, and it's nice, right? Uh, But like snacking on wasabi peas... Uh, after a while it works you up to reaper leviathan level difficulty and the puzzles that you are presented with whilst being in these pastel cute little cubes before you are dastardly and they will puzzle you for hours (laughs) you're like why can't you feel like a child who can't work it out yet like why the blocks (laughs) won't go in the puzzle um, it's got 90 puzzles now. It's really long. Um, it's available on Quest, Rift, Pico Neo 3, and Steam VR, So it's really all over the place. And one of the things we're showing off here is the ability for hand tracking. So Cubism was one of the first early adopters for hand tracking. But in addition to that, also pass-through. So pass-through and hand tracking together. Actually, if I was like Jose uh, with a Quest Pro, I think this is probably one of the first things I'd try with it for full, full-color full pass through. Um, But one of the things I wanted to mention about Cubism that's so nice and brings me towards like puzzling places or Tetris Effect, if you're a fan of those games, is that it's a great kind of after work experience if you're not, especially if you want to sit down and just play a game, um, but experience the joy of VR. One of the things is um, the audio track behind the game is like learning piano. You unlock little segments of this tune as you go from puzzle one, two, three, four. And the thing that that does for you is... As you get to Puzzle 4 and you get stuck on Puzzle 4, you're like, I want to hear the next part of this tune, this jingle. Like, you keep playing it over and over again. And you're like, I got to beat this puzzle to unlock the next part of the song. Um, and so that's really smart. Um, but if you get stuck, shh, I'll, uh, I'll offer you... Uh, Thomas, the dev behind this, years ago, had sent out these promotional posters uh, for Cubism, which is in a in a poster format... All of the solutions to all of the puzzles.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: That's awesome.
1: It's <laughs>
0: a dodgy deal on the side here that our sponsor most certainly wouldn't appreciate. Oh no, Thomas, you didn't see that one coming. But I play the long game, buddy. So uh, yeah, if anyone needs some hints or tips, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll we'll do a deal on the side. D- know d- donate. Donate to the
2: podcast, and then you know you get <laughs> you get the reward <laughs> of a puzzle. <laughs> it's great. It's great.
0: So that's cubism.
2: Uh, very glad to have. It's come kind of on funny board. to see, like you know, the trailer itself already looks better than what whatever it was that Magic Leap like presented with their mm-hmm. you know when they showed the, the little rock dude. To, uh, I just find it funny how, how how fast these kind of like technologies evolve, and like how mm-hmm. how fast you see indie developers doing things that, you know, no, not even three years ago were like deemed like, you know, super, super high level, like, you know, the, the biggest companies could only do this. And now you see like, you know, indie developers doing things that are actually cooler than what we're showing off, you know, not even that long ago. So yeah. sometimes it's good to wait for something to get a little bit more established and some more creative people to get their hands on.
0: And there aren't many 100%. uh games out there that I would say are a natural shoe-in for this transmutation that we're going to have soon into, you know, augmented reality. Cubism is perfect. Man, that's like that's just sitting there waiting to get ported to the next like AR headset, right? Like if Apple had a headset, that should be a showcase app. You know what I mean? So Yeah. There you 100%. go.
1: And
0: that's that. So uh with that, let's uh get get quickly into the news before someone drops me in a Belgian jail. leaking their state secrets um (laughs) i entitled this one good dev doggy good boy here uh have a scooby snack all right well that's enough of the mystery van for our dear audience and crew what is zim on about this time uh well another fisherman's tale uh by Vertigo games was just announced and i can't wait for another like heart-rending vr size scaling tale I mean, this is really great news because the the first game was fantastic. I remember when Rowdy and I were over for the oh, Vertigo yeah. party and they put us in one of their um, location-based experiences. Their ability to do puzzles combined with player scale um, is really phenomenal. And they've got a lot of experience in that space. So to bring all they know from kind of like LBE into their games that we can play at home, um, it's just it's just an advantage that I think a lot of other developers don't have um so this is a follow-up to the award-winning a fisherman's tale um if you didn't know about it um again it's something that would be worth going back and and checking out you start off with a yeah go on rowdy you're you know this game well yeah it's it's one
2: of those games i think that makes sense in vr you know like you show this to people like it's not like you can't do this on a flat screen you know there's just no way that you don't get that feeling you don't get that impression and it only really works in, in, in VR and it messes with your mind because, you know, you see you see yourself small and then you, you, you look out and you realize that there's something bigger out there. And then when you're big, you look back at yourself and you're small. Like
0: it's such a cool kind of mechanic that uh, that I think only works in VR. Yeah, that uh, you said it right. It is a mind bending tale. And so this sequel... Um, is a poetic story with unique VR puzzle mechanics. You get to control limbs, like they have you detaching hands and arms and things like that, solving puzzles. And honestly, the the visual styling of Another Fisherman's Tale um, looks really, really exciting to me. So um, I don't know when it's planned to come out. Uh, it, it looks like it's late in development, so I'm hoping it's a 2023 um, and very much looking forward to playing that Um do you know what platforms they're releasing? Is it only I, PSVR? Or? I believe they're going to do PC VR and PSVR, but I don't have that written in my show notes. So if I'm wrong with that, right. but we know PSVR too, you know, so that's good. It'll belo- It'll sit nicely in there. Maybe it's a timed thing. Right. Uh, so there's that. A um, little bit more dev news. And in the wake of last podcast's obituary section, the Echo VR... Um, news that we had had right we've got developer lemming vr who's the uh creator of gorilla tag who we've had previously on the show uh said he's making uh i can only assume a space apes game (laughs) in the wake of echo vr Uh, on february 17th lemming tweeted we won't let there be zero zero g vr sports games (laughs) more news about our new project soon with a little tm um But I've got it on good authority that this is going to be called Monkey Go to Space. Or maybe Monkey (laughs) Not Like Gravity. Monkey Junkies. How about Monkey Adrift? The list goes on.
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) We don't know the official name yet. um, But if I know Lemming, it's going to be something so cool I won't be able to not play it. And um, you can't have anyone better than homegrown like that, an (laughs) esports champ himself, to come and make the best next thing. So... Look forward to that. We've got... I, I know last podcast was a little bit of a doubter on some of this stuff because, you know, we had things <laughs> shutting down, turning off, going away. We didn't know where things would land with PSVR 2. Um, and coming into this, you know, we've got a little bit of Ray of Hope at the end of the tunnel. So very happy about that. Um, and speaking about kind of rays of rays of light at the end of a tunnel, um, <laughs> it's been some time since I've seen this trick done before. Um... But hey, you know, you're sad at home. All the cool kids are off at the disco, getting high, taking drugs, going to hospital, spending four months in rehab, and then doing it all again. Uh, but I miss those times.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the good old days. <laughs>
0: but don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, now you nerds could be cool, too. Uh, Twitter user Showto10 posted a light-throbbing video of a disco in the headset with a fully enclosed 3D print job. Uh, in the video is a Quest 2 that's been modded for an internal party and lights that reflect a Unity scene, so colored colored scene reflected in the headset for a bit of an ambient effect, very similar to what Rowdy was saying about Avatar before. I mean, who doesn't want a party, right? Um, unfortunately, I've I've heard that this um, this combination has been tested before several times over. I remember seeing it across the years, and apparently the, um, the let's say the light bouncing around in the headset. Especially off Fresnel lenses, is just bad juju, doesn't tend to work very well. Mm-hmm. But as someone who does have one of those TV displays that, you know, paints light at the back of the television screen, um, certainly I am keen on something like this. And I've been hearing people quite enjoying the higher rate in the PSVR 2, which we'll talk a little bit later on about, too. But... Um, I don't know this kind of thing. Are you guys at all ravers, discoers, <laughs> that type of thing? You into your music and uh, want flashing lights in your face, or does this I, not excite you?
1: I I mean, I think it's a recipe to go blind, right? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you already have you already have a giant LCD pushed up into your face, and now you're going to go over the engineers and say, "Let me put lights outside of the surface <laughs> that's supposed to be reflective." So now you're like reflecting raw lights into the lens bouncing back into your eye um don't do it it's a really bad idea um as sim as you mentioned has been tested for a long for a while now so like maybe that's why my eyes are so messed up um there used to be (laughs) rgb lighting pads for them um uh there used to be uh light effects light flow um there's a special program called svp that allowed you to uh like up frame videos to like a higher frame rate, but also allowed you to synchronize videos with lights on windows and on computers. Right. And there was like an Oculus API that you, that this is like almost like six years ago that you could like tap into. So when you could watch movies and it would just send RGB strips that you can just put them on your headset to create immersion, but it's just really a bad recipe for your eyes. It's, it's, um, it's, yeah. There's a reason nobody does it. Yeah, it's it's really the thing
0: that scared me, like when I was uh, doing my engineering degree and I noticed what a light emitting diode was like, it's not very far from the cohesive light ray that you get in a in a handheld laser pointer. It's really not that far off. Um, Really? Yeah. So because I I would assume that the light
2: intensity would not be strong enough.
0: It is less. And you certainly have varying grades of these. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. But um, the coherence element of it is concerning. Um, I don't know what kind of equipment this guy's, you know, uh, shackled together, but I don't know. I look at those things and certainly now after, you know, nine years VRing, and with my eyesight degrading just a little bit, it's like, hmm, have these years done good or bad things to me? I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, <laughs> I
2: but so. <laughs> I-, I-, I really don't think so. Like, I mean, th- th- there's probably an effect, but if the effect is too small for it to be measured, it's it's going to be rough, I think, to say that it's due to VR. You know, there's so know. many factors impacting your life. I mean, I like guess green for zero. example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And> we'll <laughs> we find out in years. Like, yeah, and it's all about the. It's also the sec, you're secluding those lights that are not designed to be you know close to your eyes in a secluded dark area. Mm. So now you're kind of using you know they're not designed for that. You're putting actual LED strips that are meant to be seen. From a distance, which maybe they're not bright enough to hurt your eyes from a distance, but now you got them like right up in your eyes. Yeah, so you just got
0: to be careful, right? Yeah, With that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think you do have to be careful. Like if you're going to engineer something yourself, but if we think about mm-hmm. something that's been like well, well engineered, take Pimax, for example, because that's kind of similar to the trick that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that broader experience, that ambience, yeah. that you know, light light show, so to speak. Um, I'm curious when we get there. You know, you get like proper light levels. You get that feeling of Being in there, there's no longer the goggle effect of feeling like you're looking down tunnels or binocular effect. Um, Be interested to see it. But yeah, throwing it together yourself. I'll just thumb up the idea and the concept because (laughs) I I, I like the kind of mad lad who puts this kind of thing together. Right. You know, Um, it's so
1: cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Palmer Lucky when he put stuff together in his garage for the first (laughs) DK one prototype. So I'd love to try it. You know, same air. I'd I'd be curious. Same same and maybe if there was a that, way
3: if you could like tuck them so they're diffused a little more not so just like light yeah i don't know yeah
0: and that's the thing the diffusion layer would save you i think in this respect and that's my only thing yeah. is the light needs to be scattered properly um mm-hmm. uh, to make it to make it safer and then and
1: there's new lights that's exactly what and that's what vr research is so big right now because there's a lot yeah. of people that are pretty much working with leds like sony for example they they patented like Organic infrared LED lights for for things like that because, in to protect the eyesight, what's an organic? Yeah, I'm like, is this from goats? What is where's this coming from? (laughs) It's some patent crap, it's called IR, like
2: like, you know, one of those light flies that is just like buzzing around your (laughs) ass,
1: buzzing around your ass, it's just buzzing, but it's it's a weird patent that that Sony had uh, a few years ago, um, called IR LED. It was really, I'm pretty sure it was related to early PSVR2 research but they were they were looking into using infrared to have the lights off the the sensors bouncing off your eye essentially recycling mm-hmm. the lights and and that actually allowed you to not have like eye strain and things like that in that's kind of where everybody's going towards. it. Okay. Everybody's trying to find the reason we're moving away from using eventually these kinds of screens is because they are bad for your eyes. Yeah, like don't I... don't 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 listen to any VR research that tries. To, like I'm a VR guy. I love VR, but it it's not rocket science. You're putting a giant bright screen in front of your eyes, so it, it will hurt your told eyes. Me not to
3: sit in front of the TV screen. I'm so not too lenses.
1: convinced.
2: Yeah. I'm not too convinced on <laughs> that though. i I'd, yeah. I'd like to see like the The actual effect of that because like like when you say like it will damage your eyesight there's like a like there's still a difference between like irreparable damage and it being you know like it could be that you have more eye fatigue or like you know things like that but just like watching tv a lot or like even like if you if you like if you're working on a on a behind a wall and you don't have a window behind it that can cause eye fatigue because your eyes are always fixated on the same distance so if, if you get like, you know, varying kind of degrees, you look around, like if you use it a couple of hours a day or whatever, I, I don't think that that is going to be really damaging for your eyes. But of course, everything in moderation, they say, yeah. right? And and I, I would, yeah, that's
1: that's the moderation part. We, we have people that are sleeping in yeah. a thousand nit brightness headsets. This is the thing. That's the people I'm talking about. That's I'm very, I, I have a list of a lot of people I know that sleep in VR and I'm keeping that list because I really want to see how their eyesight That's is in about thirty five years? Oh yeah, dude. I, no, but I, I seriously, like
0: to, yeah. Adam used the term right, patient zero. Like there are plenty of patient zeros who clock way more hours than you know any of us do in VR, and it's like mm-hmm. we need to just watch them. Like, is there is, if they're the lemmings falling off the cliff? <laughs> I'm sorry, <this> is, <laughs> <this> is,
1: wow!
0: <laughs> it's like it's like all right, maybe I should uh, take this thing off now, you know, <laughs> before I jump off the or cliff too.
1: They we they figure out something before us. They start seeing in like four all of a sudden, like I, they wake up one day and they're like, I can see the simulation lines <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, that, <that's> good. <laughs> I just
0: like where this is all going, I like the people still tinker uh, with their headsets, mm-hmm. they don't just take what's given yeah. to them and accept that as that's good enough um, I really, really like this kind of workshop idea, so let's move on to the next uh, crazy idea about modding so, if that one's not crazy enough, and with the PSVR 2 just around the corner people were getting a little ballsy uh, going to the garages and getting out the hammer drill. Uh, they looked forlorn at their overheating Quest 2s, recalled a special episode of The Simpsons, where, which had speed holes in it, and decided oh. it was time to get to work. That's right. I'm talking to you, Apechi, from Reddit, uh, who decided to create Frankenstein's monster and call it the OcuFlow oh. 3000. <laughs> now, normally... Uh, I'm one of those guys who really doesn't like home DIY jobs on headsets. And if it was a meta-branded headset, I'd be totally fine. But they did this to an Oculus, a timepiece, a relic, a cherished, you know, uh, clearly they're insane, right? They're they're insane. Uh, But that's Reddit, (laughs) and I love the internet. So what they've done is they've perforated the faceplate of the Quest with about... Uh, I think it's about 15, 16 holes, okay, in a, in a kind of a triangular pattern on the sides. They've carved out two giant notches in the top of the headset as well to apparently help with heating issues. Um, so Rowdy's taking the audience through three different images. First, it was a reflection of the speed hole episode from The Simpsons. Uh, where they're taking a pitchfork and jamming it through the hood of Homer's car to make (laughs) it go faster. The second one is a dude who's got a drill (laughs) menacingly hanging, dangling in front of a Quest 2. And the third and final image is one of this literally destroyed faceplate of a (laughs) Quest 2, an original Oculus uh, Quest 2, uh, with all these holes cut out. And the best part about the Reddit post is there's an engineer who pipes up and basically says, oh, I'm an engineer. And, you know, when you allow dust to enter the headset, that that dust is going to rest on the devices. You don't know what that's going to do. Also, by changing the head flow of the design, you might actually be robbing airflow from, you know, pieces that normally get it with the standard, you know, flow. So again, it's one of those things of, yeah, it might look cool and might be fun. And hey, if you're going to be potentially junking the headset anyway hey have a go at it right who cares but um i just love sharing with you these crazy headsets uh and what people (laughs) have done to their products what were you saying adam it looks cool does does
3: it it look cool like the holes aren't even maybe if it was like really like um what you call it it's not (laughs) not even light it just looks like like someone just i don't know it's it's awful
2: (laughs) Make the sound effect again, please. Yeah, that was a
3: <laughs> great sound effect.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, they're not lined up or anything. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a triangle, but... Yeah. I, guess, I don't yeah. know. It's
2: kind of not, too. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, especially... Wait, let me see if I can zoom in.
3: It's, it's like, like when, a triangle yeah, with a dip no. in it on the left one. I mean, I don't know. Has the original
1: modder, like, responded about temperatures? Like, has it increased? Has it I didn't
0: see that in the comments. I mean, Randy, you can take yeah. a browse if you're if you're on the page, but um, I saw a lot of people really throw and hate at this person. Like, what are you doing, right? And yeah. that is not the point of me featuring this. I like the crazy internet, and I like to embrace, like I said with the previous project, you know what what it is like the extent to which the internet goes. Um, yeah. I I absolutely loved that, and I just thought. Yeah. Look, for something like this, um, you know, we've all been there. I was there with my with my go. I remember I used to for live streams where my Oculus Go would have 40 minutes of gameplay and then conk out because it had a passive heat sink on the front. And so it was requiring just ambient air flow to take the heat away. It didn't have a fan on board at all, which did not work. And so I'd be playing poker with people and they'd, you know, just drop out in the (laughs) middle of a hand because their go had had gone out, and you would literally be making bets like if someone thought their headset was getting a bit hot because you're like, he's going to drop out and I'm going to win this hand, you know? (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, it's a a different era to the internet. Um, Now, I haven't personally experienced any Quest 2 overheating problems, not once, and I don't know anyone who has. Um, And from the long amount of comments, it seems most people don't. But, hey, if you do, um, maybe don't get your drill out. And if you do decide to drill it, Please don't drill it while it's on your face. That could get that could end poorly.
1: Okay. I mean, and yeah. second and, Do what you and want also it. You can literally just Google heat maps of the Quest 2. The front part of the headset the coolest part of the headset. <laughs> so <you're> nothing. Don't <laughs> give him any
0: ideas, oh no! Like, oh no. Actually, to the what holes. you do
1: is, you see the, the two, there's two sharp windows inside the headset. You want to yeah. go straight through the center? Oh God. That's the hottest part. Just, Don't give him any <laughs> that, that would allow the light to actually go through the, the screen better. You're, you're going to be able to see just... Just all light. That's all you'll be able to oh, see. Oh,
0: Jesus. I'll
1: do this at home.
0: Yes. Don't try this yes. at home. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Or yeah. post
1: it on Reddit if you do. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. If we're right, learning anything from these, post to Reddit more frequently your crazy projects, please. Thank you. All right. Don't. Uh, speaking of crazy. All right. Andrew Bosworth, or Boz, the meta CTO. Uh, posted a Twitter update about making hands in VR a more complete and versatile interaction system. We spoke about this a little bit on the last podcast, about how they're hoping to bring in the ability to, like, poke and drag with your finger in space. Um, honestly, ever since Mark Zuckerberg said this to an audience in San Jose at Oculus Connect, I thought it was a bit of a long shot, you know, making your hands the ubiquitous controller. Um, they've been making some some way with it. Uh, the new interface that they're showing, and they showed off on, on, on Twitter... Looks a little bit rough, uh, but they're trying and they open sourced it to allow devs to check out via an SDK that they can toy with. And that's generally ends well. Um, but honestly, to me, and again, knowing Meta, the copycat artist that they are, it kind of looks like they took the idea just straight out of Rogue Ascent. You guys know Rogue Ascent VR, the one where you're um, able to use your hands as like finger guns and yep. teleport around, around the level? It looks like they just lifted that uh, dev's ideas and decided to, oh, now's the time we can go and do this. Uh, So I'm always a little bit leery eyed when it comes to meta and new technology, because oftentimes I find it's somebody else's. Um, But we're going to watch this, see if we can kind of get hands on. I'm curious with you guys seeing the video here that's uh, that's playing or maybe you saw it earlier on Reddit. What are your thoughts on hand driven teleport locomotion? depends I mean, on the experience
3: been a, there's been a couple games that have had it. Like, i've seen different formats where um what was that one that everyone's done usually you get with the hand in the and you get tentacles that come out the it's a classic it's like a you're the you're like an apprentice of a sorceress
0: oh uh elixir. Like a magic elixir, elixir. yes that's
3: some kind of magic name there's First like era, i was
0: wondering adam i was wondering. <laughs>
3: play yeah, a lot uh, of games,
0: but I mean... Everyone is the one with the tentacles.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Good, Are we allowed really. to say this on here? But there was that <laughs> one. That one had, like, I think it was like the pinch teleport, right? To yeah. get to a different tile. Ty- and then there's also, um, there was one I played at PAX. I don't think it's even come out yet. It's a like a horror story game, and you had a compass in your hand. And in order to go forwards, you would kind of, like squeeze the the compass back and that would kind of scoot you forward. So you're right in that I've kind of seen some huh. of these already and I don't know how yeah. original it is. Or or like if they've talked to the developers and they're like, hey, this is a great idea. I kind of doubt it. But it's interesting. I, I don't know though. It's it's a weird or even um what you call it? Like um Aeolia, where you have a compass and you're sort of um what is yeah. it? I can't think of the the full name. It's got it's one of those that has like a different like multiple subtitles to the title. But, don't
0: worry about it. We know the one you mean, Eolia. Yeah,
3: uh, Rhythm of the Universe. Um, they've got a compass, and that's how you. It's it's a literal compass, and you can actually treat that compass sort of like a like a WASD system. So you can move this way, turn that way. It's like smooth. That's how you can do smooth turn with hand tracking. Right. That was kind of interesting. It's hard though because if you're if you want to look and not have your hand in the sensors, and you're like, oh, I got to kind of like look at my hand a little more. Mm. But um, I don't know. I, I gave them praise for at least being creative and coming up with some sort of a solution because yeah otherwise you don't really have much
2: that's the thing that's yeah that's for me the thing as well like like is this better than what we currently have for controllers probably not you know like yeah. I, I i don't think so and that the reason for that is because you know we've had years and years and years of optimization and engineering and, and trying to fix problems and getting an optimal solution for doing locomotion in games. And, you know, the controllers that we have now are the end result of that. And I don't think that, you know, a single update or a single new technology is going to, you know, punch that aside. And up until we get to like, you know, real locomotion systems that try to simulate what we do Mm. uh, with, with walking, but we're not there yet. But it is creative, you know, it's something else it's something different, willing to give it a shot, but... I think my expectations of this is, like, it's not going to replace, like, regular locomotion for
0: sure. I feel like, like we're going to yeah. leapfrog this. I, like, it really does feel like they're kind of putting the feelers out. Everyone's trying to design their solution. Like, like before people were, were accustomed to smooth locomotion, when they were doing, you know, teleport and various different types of locomotion, um, I feel like that's now dominant uh, from what I've seen on various polls taken. Like, that's irked ahead mm-hmm. now. Uh, over the last couple of years. But now it's really this question of what do you do? How do you do in that concept of I've got a headset, I've got hand tracking, how am I going to move around? And
1: it still depends a lot on the team, right? Yeah, that's exactly it.
2: like there's other games that are out there you know even on flat screen if you if you think about uh, Dishonored you know that mm-hmm. it uses a blink system of mm-hmm. locomotion right and it's a it's an awesome kind of thing and I think for certain games that works really well like for, I'm thinking for example Sirento we had like you know that that I mm-hmm. still think that locomotion was, was so
0: awesome cool so because you,
2: you'd be sprinting and running up walls and you know doing all these crazy flips and stuff like that and like mirror's edge is another one you know like locomotion is can be so typical for a specific game that i don't think we can get like a universal locomotion system uh that will work for every single game in vr because it depends a little bit on the on the game that you're playing that's why
1: vr is so difficult to develop because you have to rethink not just the mechanics but also how the mechanics interact with the world and and that's and that's exactly what i was going to add uh I, i feel that Right now, they're tr- everybody's trying to apply like two-dimensional development theory in, of a 3D world in the two-dimensional space in a 3D world in a three-dimensional space, which is almost sounds similar, but they're completely different. Um, and, and that goes all the way down to hand tracking. The idea of using your hands to interact in a in a world sounds really cool. But when you think about it, you're grabbing things. So now you're you're simulating your hands. To yeah. navigate the world, but now you're grabbing a physical object in the in the world. You just broke the entire mechanic. So I agree mm-hmm. with Rowdy. goes with the controller option. Now you're you're you you know you're grabbing So the immersion is there. The hand is what needs immersion, not air in, that your hand surrounds itself in. Yeah. Right? It's 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 very it's very interesting that you're bringing this up. And and I want to it goes all the way back to just controllers. I feel that that applies to even spatial audio. Um, I, I feel that if you Create um, experiences that are actually tailored to the inputs that you have instead of having the world interact with you. You you, you get better mechanics. Um, the ones that you mentioned, Sirento, um, Dishonored, they're they're using how you visually see uh, locomotion. So do the same thing in VR and use no. the controllers. Take advantage of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: it's it's really interesting because I feel like it's 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 not a solution that us as gamers uh, will benefit much from. I think it will benefit the casual user and applications that require minimal locomotion um, and the ease of use of hands as trackers, as you know, hands as an object that then you can use. Like I still love the stuff that the ease of use of picking up a quest and being able to click my way through a menu without having to pick up the controllers first. I find that really, really helpful. Um, So keen to see where this one goes. But I had a theory, and I feel like I know what Meta's up to. They're putting hands into VR so they can reach around and grab my wallet. Sneaky buggers. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, if you didn't see it, uh, Facebook and Meta have announced that they're copying yet another idea, this time from Musk. Uh, Yep. Now Facebook has a blue tick mark to make yourself feel good about (sighs) yourself. And that'll only cost you twelve, god-loving American dollars a month, or fifteen on iOS. Um, Meta Verified is rolling to Australia and New Zealand this week. They're obviously putting it on a far distant land so that if it really blows up bad in their face, yeah. <laughs> they don't screw up the rest of their markets.
2: What it takes it? a long time for the news to reach back here,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was so shocked they actually got like PlayStation stuff on time. I couldn't believe it. Uh, they usually get shafted when it comes to releases. <laughs> uh, I feel <laughs> you, uh, my brothers and sisters out there. And um, what do you call of that? Oceania or something? What do you call like Australia, and New Zealand all together? There's an
2: Oceania. Oceania. Yeah.
0: There's something like that. There's some fancy name for it. Um, but what does it do? This this verifies, so you can verify your account. Using a government ID. I, I thought Facebook already kind of enforced that. You have to um, do that. You get a blue badge. Yay. Uh, you get extra protection against accounts claiming to be you. Rowdy has that problem all the time. Oh, All the time. Uh, and you also <laughs> get customer support.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? what? I was like, you're harvesting
0: my data me, yeah, yeah. you're making money off of me and then you're gonna Aww. pay me a service fee for me to be able to get any customer support oh lord i pray for us i really do as a society <laughs> i do um but thankfully you know this is f reality and we like to balk the system to rage against the machine and take the power back that's right oh, oh man yeah. oh yeah
1: um that th- that sucks because like i i I, <laughs> I almost i almost like this man and i and i when you said that, I was like oh no it's it sucks because I, I try to look at things like I try to be like a devil's advocate, especially when people big, yep. big businesses like this make dumb ideas or dumb decisions the the I just saw somebody um hack their own bank account using AI voice voice to uh voice password. um <sighs> it's going to get it's going to get hairy uh especially when impersonating. Um, I actually ran, I ran a headset giveaway during the holidays for my company and there was five accounts replicating the giveaway that that I had to report. It was was almost like there were spam bots waiting for the word giveaway and all of a sudden they recreated the same account, the same giveaway, the same messaging in order to try to scam. So I was actively reporting accounts. So it, it makes sense, and also the access to like I know so many people, and, and I don't mean to you know like to my own horn, but I know people that are quote unquote influencers that have the verified gold check mark and all that, and they have of their accounts hacked multiple times, and they have a rough time trying to get to customer support with huh. Instagram and Meta. There's these companies are so large, and unfortunately, they deal with this so frequently that when now that the AI revolution is here, they're going to deal with this times a million. So they're going to have to have human mm. employees now. It's over. We, they need humans now to get salaries, to get that phone call, to get that customer support. It sucks that we're now seeing social media going into actual business, but that's the the result of AI, yeah. right? Now we're going yeah. to need, this is going to happen everywhere. I see anything that requires subscription that's very low under $20 is going to just go up in pricing. Yeah. It, it sucks
0: we've got an interesting future headed our way blue ticks are all abound um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i do wonder the, people, I, am well, do the I am not a robot why do you
1: want them the i'm not a robot check is going to become a real yeah a what real did you checkmark. like about
0: this jose like what was what you you started off saying that you were kind of playing devil's advocate here and you kind of liked yeah where this i decided. like it. what was I, what were the elements what were the elements that your account
1: that... your account gets hacked you get remote uh, phone number you can immediately call and say hey i'm a verified account i have you know yeah. Five million subscribers, a a fake post using my name and information being blown out to five million accounts can be detrimental. Imagine a president or somebody a political leader. There has to be now human resources for that, so they have to build it. That's that's exactly what Twitter's doing. Twitter realized, oh, hey, we're gonna go AI. There's gonna be there's gonna be AIs that figure our, our systems out. We're gonna need humans now, and that. Have you
2: ever dealt yeah. with customer service of big companies like, oh, my whole for life. example? <laughs> <laughs> and how has that experience been do you usually get someone on the line no. who can immediately help you no 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 uh, I, I don't think this i don't think it's gonna solve instagram I think...
1: instagram notoriously has a phone number for emergency for artists where people with a uh, verified accounts it almost takes 72 hours i, to I get... need to give
0: you jose um uh a, a tip i got from a comedian this is for everybody but um jose because he might have a leg up on the rest of us i, I heard this yesterday and i thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, he said the way to deal with waiting queues for customer service is learn Spanish because the the primary servicing line is is English, right? But if you say para uh, español, you know, you press dos and um, you get in through there, boom, you get a multilingual speaker who speaks Spanish and they're ready to serve you, you know? So like, I know that probably won't work in practice, but I'd be curious no. to know <laughs> if someone's able to do it, Um
1: that's exactly what happens. It's a, a, a Comcast was the one that kind of proved that you cannot automate so much. Um, and in fact, they they doubled down. They were like, okay, since all of all of our all of our customer service is automated, they started creating scripts. So now these companies are making APIs to like send commands that's how websites work like if you pay your bill online that's the same exact customer service system that you're connecting into yeah and
0: it's all again like what rowdy says right the automation side of this is happening and so you're going oh there's Mm -hmm. a bot here i put a bot here but on our side like why should i sit there and phone in Why couldn't Mm -hmm. I, if I was Mm -hmm. rowdy, I'd make it. So chat beat GPT, here's the voice engine sounds like me. You make the phone call on my behalf. Tell me when it's done. You know what I mean? So it's going to be bots versus bots.
3: I had a, um, I forget what the service is called, but it was a bot that would fight uh, your phone bills for you. So if it was was too high, you would just, you, yeah, you would just have this bot go talk to their bot and then you would haggle a price and you'd just be like, cool. I guess I, but let's fill out my phone bill now or whatever bill. There are multiple types of bills. You could have it argue. Yeah. So it's like, so good. Handy. It's a pay my bill. It does it for Comcast. It
1: literally always gets you a ten a ten dollar discount every time. It just wow, goes my. into it, starts chatting, tells them the issues, and and you're good to go. And I need the name yeah, of that
0: service. Definitely, that sounds. <laughs> please, chat, if you recognize what Adams just described, please put it in chat. I'd like to know I can about ask this. Husband
3: too, write it down. This is
0: probably a good time for me to uh, to quote Tyler Durden from from Fight Club. Um, he said, uh, "It's only after we've lost everything." that we're free to do anything. Mm-hmm. And God, I love that character. I mean, Brad Pitt had me at hello. You know what I mean? That guy. Um, I need to go back and watch that film now. But if, like Tyler, you're a bit of a free thinker, uh, then maybe you're only one crunch away from living in the shoes of Ozzy Osbourne. And speaking of Ozzy, we had a feature of the Osbournes just recently. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, kind of fun rock-out advert that Sony pulled off for PSVR 2. And if you've not seen it, it's basically... small domestic that's happening uh ozzy's playing with call of the mountain the new horizon game uh, and flagship uh seller for psvr2 and his wife sharon is pulling him saying they've got to get on a plane fast forward a few seconds and he's left all alone at home in a dark room with nothing but a television screen and him flailing while taking on one of the horizon's largest predators the aerial stormbird um in short I just, I think this uh, is just Sony nailing it. The ad comes off really well, um, and it's honestly just so badass to see like an age old rocker like Ozzy. That he still got it, you know? And the timing of this, you couldn't have been better. How did you, do you guys see this ad in the middle of the week? No, I, I only yeah. saw it now, but uh, w- what I found hilarious
2: is that when his wife came in, I don't know if you saw the plushy toy that yeah, she was carrying, but it was a bat. Oh, the right? bat. Yeah. You know the story about Ozzy Osbourne and the bat, right? Yes. Where he, uh, like, like someone, like he thought that someone like threw something on the stage and he bit it off, but apparently it was a bat who like fell down somewhere and he took it and. He bit the head of it. Uh, so it's like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny that there's still like going on with that. It's like,
1: what is, what is going on when people try to show VR in advertisements and they always do like this weird spin in their chair, like, whoa. Like, the older, like that like that whole entire thing i i to be quite honest i you know i'm the wrong demographic i am I, you know i love i love i like my 80s rock you know bad out of hell all that but it wasn't for me man like i was <laughs> I, I saw that and i was like what is this for like gen z or for the ARP? i don't know like yeah i, I really didn't <laughs> we get are, it man we and are like,
0: seeing a funny trend here if you remember last podcast now i know adam wasn't here for that but um look at the contrast here right on one side we've got meta who's got Martha Stewart flogging virtual Oreo cookies in Horizon. While Sony has Ozzy pulling his gamer card out, missing his flight and doing nothing but playing PSVR 2. I mean, between those two anyway, I can tell you who's winning marketing department of the year. But it is funny. They seem to be going after very well-known aged individuals to help (laughs) flog and represent to, I'm guessing... People who will be recognized and have money. I think that's what they're targeting. I don't think they're targeting Mm -hmm. 16-year-olds. I think they're targeting, you know, 40, 50-year-olds who've got the cash and can spend a grand.
1: And that's, and that's unfortunate because those are not the ones that have the, the $1,000 in their bank accounts. The ones that are going to spend $1,000 in their bank accounts are the teenagers, are the ones that want to escape reality. You're talking to 80-year-olds <laughs> that have been working their whole lives and they're now entering retirement. And They're going to see more of the world. They're not going to want to sit down and go, Whoa. No, no wait, that, wait, wait, what, is somewhere... <laughs> Ozzy's enjoying the world. He's in paradise. This guy's been on tour. He is not sitting down on his couch going in circles. I I don't think that targeting the older generations for a modern console is the way to go. Uh, it worked for the Wii, um, and I feel like all these, like the the Wii Revolution or the Nintendo Wii taking over with the bowl, Wii bowling and all the senior citizens playing that because it, all you had to do was flick your wrist. But I feel like,
2: the dude? like no, it do. is Let's not Wii. Oh, it with absolutely! A is. Oh, come no, on! No, no, was, oh,
1: this was supposed to make <laughs> this was supposed to make the forty-five to fifty to who, the people who are starting to feel forty to, to go like and go like. I can be a cool gamer, yeah, but, but that's,
0: that's but that. But that's that. See, that's how I view this. Jose. we, we see this so differently. Yeah. I think because to me, they're basically saying, like, you're 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 talking about a world where sixteen to twenty five year olds have a grand sitting around that they can spend. I I don't think right now your average twenty five year old has that they necessarily don't. to the side. They don't. A lot of people are 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 actually quite strapped um, just because of the last couple of years, exactly. um, the difficulty of coming out of university and trying to land a job anywhere in this new environment uh, is, is is a real challenge. And so that's why I think companies have looked at the data and decided we're gonna go we're gonna shift upwards 20 years. And I think that's why you're seeing the big players change their target demographic. And like you were saying, I think it's the I don't know if it would be 35 to 55 range, but like that it seems to be what they're targeting. And so sorry, Raddy, you were trying to say something there, but what, what what's your take on this and, and who they're going after money wise? I don't think that like Ozzy Osbourne. I don't
2: identify him with like an old generation. Like I don't like think he is like a, <laughs> yeah, no like uh, you guys have a I, wake th- up think,
1: call coming in. Soon.
2: <laughs> no, I, I think Ozzy Osbourne is like especially like I think he's more in the in the like between thirty to fifty range. I think that is the uh, the target audience that you have people with money. Yeah, people who have often like, you know, like a little bit of more time maybe because they're, you know, like they're, they're working on their careers and uh, they got, uh, they got something else going yeah. on. I think yeah.
1: exactly. They're I, not going to buy.
2: No, it. I, no, no, I don't. I don't. Think, I mean, I'm in that range. I don't think that I'm without them. I think you, I think you have more time exactly. in a way to do things that you want to do. You want to do. Rather one. than you have to spend time on things that you don't want to do. Yeah.
1: Sure. I understand the business perspective. I understand the business mentality. But when you look at the numbers and you look at the adoption and you look at the, the user bases, the, the, the larger number bases are the kids. Uh, t- Gorilla Tech Ta- oh, just I, really I, I announced gonna that agree, he's going to make a clone those. and people are but freaking they got out.
2: They got-, they got those already. Like, I, 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 I don't think that's the issue. I think that they want to say here, you know, it's not only for the kids, you know, like they're targeting yeah, here. Yeah, 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 They're
0: targeting here my generation.
2: Yes,
1: right. uh, and that, Adam, exactly what I mean.
0: Before
3: I go if to you chat, inspire, oh sorry,
0: go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just gonna say before I go to chat, I want to hear Adam's take on this before we. I
3: I don't know. I mean, I would. I don't know if I'm the youngest one here. I'm I'm a, gonna state my age, which is 31, <gasps> and I know who Ozzy Osbourne is, and you know, I mean, I would say he was more of like. My dad's generation, my dad liked him more, but I, you know, he's popular, pop culture, even if you weren't familiar yeah. with him, there's the Osbournes, you know, there's the whole MTV era, so 90s. Yeah. He, he's uh, done
2: with two generations, right? It's your dad's generation, but then he also had an entire series with the Osbournes, yeah. where a lot of people know him from. They didn't know he was a rock star before yeah. that. It's just crazy dude on a reality show.
3: So I, you I,
1: I and that, Go ahead.
3: I think I'm leaning more on the side of, yeah, they are targeting people who probably do have more of a um expendable both expendable income and more time kind of like rowdy was saying Mm -hmm. you know when you're younger you're like trying to figure out you're being either forced into college or you're forced into like how am i gonna make money for college or how am i just what am i gonna do as an adult and so you don't really have a lot of either time or money but when you're targeting sort of the the osborne family era and ozzy osborne the artist exactly. <laughs> eras. That's, that's the kind of generations that like, have more time and in money.
2: Life They they buy a Porsche. They buy like a bike. <laughs> they go like take airplane classes. Whatever it is. Oh, like, Quest Pro. This, this, this
0: <laughs> that
1: and is. that's and that's and that's exactly my point. Is that kids don't care about. The, the living on the other side, that the grass is greener, the people that adopt the technology are the ones that are looking for escapism. If you think about yeah. advertising for video games or for consoles, like all the way going up to the early 90s, it was like a weird baby floating on the wall. It was all about being weird. And now all of a sudden the tone has shifted for, yes, you're absolutely correct, for the moneymakers, for, for having the Martha Stewart's, the Ozzy Osbourne's. As a consumer, it's weird. I that doesn't connect with younger audiences at all. You're telling a kid to be to be an old man, like that is so this weird. You have to, girl, Frogner, you right have there. to look at, I know it sucks, but you have to look at the at the people that are actually playing VR, the ones that are like if you go on hashtag VR and you go all the way up to the new, this- not the trending, wait, 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 you're wait, gonna wait, see wait, wait, a lot
3: of
2: wait 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 dude. <laughs> Like the, the thing is, I completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, like they, they have like their, their target, the main target audience is that younger generation. Yeah. Yes. That is also why when they're paying influencers to show off VR, they don't pay VR influencers. They pay the people on TikTok. They pay the people on like Instagram, Paris That's Hilton, true. whatever it is. Like is. They're true. the ones who are getting the VR headsets and getting sponsorships. They have that covered. This is an ad that is targeting another
0: population. Yeah,
2: another That I agree group, with. I, I, I agree with doing. that. I mean, and it's it, dumb.
1: <laughs> but no, but it's <laughs> but it's a shift. Have you guys
0: you guys recognized that? Like up yes. up through VR so far, like we have not been targeting that generation before. Like this year. I haven't felt that at all. And now all yeah. of a sudden it's like this paradigm shift where they're like, where are we going to get money so that we can, as a company thrive or survive. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you convince
1: the kids to tell their parents to buy them the headsets. You tell them, Hey, this is the well, best that's one affordable way. VR you can get. But they used I mean, to,
0: they used to do that. That's a very nineties way of thinking. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Adam, I come to you in just a second. It, 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 like, I what I'm seeing here. Right. Aside from last last podcast's Echo Players and this podcast, I'm going to call you all geriatrics. <laughs> I'm just going to say, don't walk alone, Jose, because you're going to someone's going to grab you. <laughs> oh,
1: anyway. I know. Hey, listen, if they can catch me, you know, go ahead, man. Like, listen, <laughs> oh, fuck. listen, I, I mean, it. I'm sure I, I know who Ozzy Osbourne is. I respect him. I, lo- I, I love know, the Osbournes. I watch messing. all the shows, but, but I think just of feel it this that,
2: way. Yeah. Think of it this way. They're already targeting the kids with the influencers showing it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are going to the parents now, like, Oh, I want this headset, I want this headset. And the kids are and the dads are going, Nah, this like we're not gonna impress you, don't need that. But then the dad sees Ozzy Osbourne play and it's like, Oh man, I, if Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> loves it, yeah. You know, I like, mean I'm gonna
3: that's kid it
1: kid wants it I want it now too go let's go and on the it. YouTube that's go on phenomenal. the YouTube comments for the Ozzy <laughs> yeah. Osbourne PSVR 2 commercial go to the YouTube comments of the Ozzy Osbourne and go on the TikTok comments and then you will understand where I'm coming from the, the world has one, changed
3: is it's a kid gonna view. look at the Ozzy Osbourne commercial and be like no. oh I don't want a PSVR 2 anymore yes you know what I mean yes I don't- yes Unfortunately well, YouTube yes. comments are separate from, like, that's like the scum of the it's earth, not no offense reality. to everyone who those, comments on Those are the on ones who convince
1: their parents. Those are, unfortunately, it. those are the ones that convince their parents. I don't but think a, a, reasonable, a reasonable adult is not going to spend $1,000. It's not, he's not. It's the truth. I, I, I know it sucks that we want to be advertised to.
0: Yeah. It's not going to spend, I'm trying to unpack that because I'm definitely okay. that guy. A reasonable yeah, because, adult but, would not spend a thousand dollars what on a VR headset for a no, mind-blowing experience like a kayak or a Resident Evil
1: or a GT Seven. Who, who usually convinces you that it's a mind-blowing experience? The kids.
3: So I don't have kids. crazy. I would he say is, an ad exactly. or a friend.
0: An ad or yeah. a friend who I'm speaking to are the people who drive the kids, my decisions man. typically. I know what you're saying. Okay, hang on. Now this is time to have chat have a little bit. I need to call out some of the chat here because everyone was getting real excited in chat and I love it. And I love that people (laughs) are out here like (laughs) posting their ages. I'm 96 and this is my opinion. So let's just go through a couple of these. Okay, so I'm going to call them out. Um, What do we got? Secrets of says, My 85-year-old dad loves VR. Sampler19 says, I hear from so many 40 to 60-year-old gamers getting the PSVR 2. Right demographic. Uh, Arcane Mage says, as a very nearly 50 year old who has the money to have purchased a PSVR 2, I enjoyed Ozzy's music back in the day and was vaguely amused by the ad. I'm shrugging after that. um Crash said 40 to 50. Boy, we were playing games before you were born. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, secrets. Kratos. The secret said, I'm 52 and I have six grandkids, five kids. I have very little time. What I do have. uh what I do have is in VR. Oh, that's very good. I like that that <laughs> perspective here. Forget
1: the and, grandkids, VR. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> we got a
0: lot, we got a lot of people here jumping in, um, you know, talking about this. I know D 1360 said genius marketing. Look, I the thing I like about this is that it's at least a different flavor. I really like to see companies not just doing the same thing. We used to, we saw this around the turn of the millennium as well where if you remember it was always the cool kid with the super soaker or the sega or whatever and it was always like let me show you an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old just having a killer time to to jose's point so that kid can drag on the parent's purse and be like buy me this cool thing and nag and nag and nag until they're able to convince their parent or i don't know work up their allowance and go buy one whatever the case may be in your house structure right But this is such a change. Uh, It really is. And the one thing I would say is another thing that I'm seeing a huge disparity on, and we'll come to this a bit later when we talk about the state of play, um, is the difference between like chat and comments and reality and purchases. And I see those two things as just like social media, where social media is dividing people. I feel like the reality of people's reactions, and yes, they're real reactions, but the reactions of action versus reaction, like what I do versus what I say really disparate the same is true in our chat you know with with things that people say versus what they then end up doing or whatever so overall i see positive reactions
2: on the on the video like uh, i never thought i'd see the day where ozzy is wearing a psvr headset <laughs> brilliant whoever let this happen give him a promotion seeing ozzy makes me very happy long live the prince of darkness yeah. <laughs> sony picked the right person to do this ozzy is killing it Respect for Ozzy Osbourne. This is the best Sony ad ever. Ozzy plus Sony, pure awesomeness. Wow. Ozzy never disappoints. He has Where, a natural the, talent for that, everything. So that
1: head biting simulator. I, mean, I love more. Ozzy Osbourne, but what? <laughs> but wait, 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 Rowdy, <laughs> all Rowdy, he did, all are you he guys heads to go? Whoa. Are you like, I, I like I like Jose's you know, comments love, when he did in I the love series Ozzie as well. I love Ozzy I love Ozzy, you know. Glory to Ozzy, but I think he's come a nut. on, guys. You you, you tell me yourself like the the, 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 the the comments versus reality. This is the clean man works. a man on screen just We're going like this. About. Was he right? playing in the, ad, the, what? Okay. the ad
2: works because I mean we've been talking about it for the past twenty five <laughs> minutes. True. You know my my, my arguments and
1: everybody seems to be talking about it. Oh. So my that first worked. thought, my first thought was, is he actually playing VR? That's what mm. I thought. Is is he actually playing VR? Is he pretending to play VR? No. That's okay, what was I will say
3: first. That part bothers me a bit because you can tell. I mean, I know that they have to probably do that because it's easiest. So his reactions aren't genuine because, like, what you're seeing yes. on the yeah, yeah. So that part bothered me. I saw, but, the all I saw was. No, ingen- I, saw no to ingen-
1: I, I saw nothing genuine from it. All I saw was. We're targeting old people, and we got a well-known old person. That's really <laughs> what I saw. I, I, wish I No disrespect to Ozzy. I love Ozzy, but I'm just keeping it honest. Like that was my first thought. Is he's not playing VR? Is he using prescription lenses behind it? Like I really was. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like that. If, if no, I'm he's not a traditional old guy. Just,
3: he didn't have like a walker. Like an
0: of the Osbournes.
1: Was this traditional? Yeah,
3: exactly. Old guy That's mean. how it
0: came off like, to me. It came off as a kind of a social episode, and and. It's really funny to me to, to hear how we're so disparate in our opinion on this. Like, I feel yeah. like Jose dialed this in and he just saw a, an episode of Murder, She Wrote or something. Like Literally,
1: this. I was watching like, yeah, I know, man. I was like, what is this? I didn't feel, I, maybe that's what it is. Just the, the cultural disconnect maybe was just too, I don't know. too impactful because I doubt it. I I, I love Ozzy. Osby, Osby, I've seen the Osbournes. It's just it yeah. felt weird. It felt and maybe that's what it was so okay. dramatic shift. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it felt this, like a again, smack almost. Yeah. This is one of like, those I things. Like that.
0: I like that these are divisive. I like that our opinions aren't the same. You guys know I love that. I think that's the best thing on the planet, right? Like if, if, if we were all the same opinion, this would be stupid. Like this wouldn't be a podcast. You wouldn't you wouldn't tune into it. <laughs> that's, but that's right. I I the, this. Shaggy says he had what? a huge Super Bowl commercial as well. So he's this year. I mean,
2: yeah, I, I don't know when that was. I don't uh, watch sports. That he had that commercial. I remember seeing that though. But like that, that's the thing. Like he he like he does this kind of thing, and it's all awkward and it's all weird yes, because it's like this awkward kind of feeling. But that works. That mm-hmm. works because that's
1: his personality. Music. Like
2: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I, I, anyway. I mean, okay. If you guys want somebody to pretend that he's playing a game, listen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So anyway, so that's one thing. I think to me, it's just about the whole um, the whole lineup of what Sony had planned and then came to release. We talked about a little bit on the last podcast, but um, I'm really impressed at what they they brought to us in terms of like the hit marks like every day, every second day. I felt like we had another announcement. And let's uh, let's get into that a little bit. So, I mean, now that all of that bludgeoning is said and done, I did want to give a quick reminder to people who might be fans of Horizon, the game that was being uh promoted after all um the second flat game horizon forbidden west is available on ps plus now and it's available if you haven't caught up with the series go play it um it's an awesome series one of my all-time favorites now um since last year just got into that i know adam's a big fan as well and um i'm planning to play that game forbidden west now that they've saved me 50 bucks Uh, i'm gonna go play that cinematic mode in my psvr2 headset because i think that's just a cool way to experience the game and you know, I don't have to use a mod or something like that or wait for somebody else, but um, jump, jump into that when I'm done playing my 20 hours of Horizon. So with that all done, let's hear if the headset's any bloody good, and uh, then we'll get into this tidal wave of recent PSVR 2 related news. And for this part, I'm going to hand it off to, uh, to Adam.
3: Nice. Yeah. So I guess I'll give my general thoughts first on the PSVR2. Yeah. Before we go into the games, because hold on to your butts. There's going to be there's there's a lot. Um, I'll admit that I spent a lot of my time first with the PSVR2, just like learning everything there is on how to record, because you know it's kind of what I do is I do tutorials for people. And um, so you know both the in the built-in PlayStation recording uh, as well as using a capture card method. But I did get some game time in. Um, I will say that it seems like uh, the spectator view of PlayStation VR 2 seems to favor the left eye. And it doesn't so far, there's not really any settings to make it special. Like you can't switch between eye prioritization and there's no stabilizer of any kind. So you're just going to, you know, noodle neck it. (laughs) I
0: have have on Reddit seen a solution to that. Um, which is a, f- a kind of a fat it appears like a fat border on TV. Um I have it noted for myself. I'm in the unfortunate position of having not yet opened mine, uh but <gasps> I will share that with you later because I've seen yes. a few creators using what I think is a solution to the uh oh. iod- of the frame, but it's basically it, it puts a kind of um what appears to be some kind of border, either that or people I've are tricking that. it. It's like a gray yeah, PlayStation that?
3: border. Right. Yeah, was that yeah, with the X's the tracking, and O's. I More.
0: Um, but what it what it ends up doing, I think is it, it ends up centering the image to some extent. That's what I was reading. So I haven't mm. tested this myself, but um, if that option helps like, you out, then great.
1: For the, for the feed. Hmm. Yeah, More because one of the things do. we have
0: on other headsets, right? I mean, on the Index, on Quest, you do have things that do kind of smoothing of the, of the frame um, and you tend to have... Either an interpolated scene, which will mash like left and right eyes and have a bit of a blind spot in the middle, like I think what you have on Index and Steam VR by default, or on Quest, you can control that through... Uh, the oculus mirror and actually they brought in stabilization tools and now even on quest you have on the headset the ability to motion smooth which is kind of neat it also takes a bit of of the horsepower of the quest to be able to do it so you do lose some things um but yeah those those things are out there as tools and absolutely sony should be if they're not yet perfect be working to engineer those solutions out so that's interesting that you've seen that did your headset show up on time and all that everything went well with the uh, with the order
3: Luckily, it did. Um, It came around like five o'clock my time on the 22nd. And I was, you know, looking out the window the whole time, like, come on, get here. Um, But my other experiences with it, like otherwise, setup is so easy. I wish that all headsets made, you know, setting up the Guardian, Um, even the eye tracking was pretty easy, although I I will say probably one or two of my biggest gripes is the sweet spot. I have a very Uh. hard time trying to get the sweet spot, it almost feels like it's up a little. So I have to, my eyes are looking this way, but I kind of up here is where it's not blurry. And so it's a lot of, um, the headset's also very comfortable to me. It's very light. It almost feels suspiciously light. Like I'm going to break it at some point, but it's a lot of like, okay, now I'm going to, you know, push the front part forward, maybe try that. And then I'll adjust the back again. And I'm just going like, and then you, God forbid, you you know, you put a head headset on cause you're not going to use those crappy no offense if anyone uses them, but the crappy little earbuds that they come with. And then that shifts the headset again. So now you have to re like shift everything to compensate for that thing that you put on. Um, so I think that's the most annoying part is like once you, f- oh. once I find that sweet spot, I really have to like, okay, be careful and don't move too much, even though you're in VR.
0: My, um, my knee my jerk reaction to that remark is, huh, maybe Nathy was right <laughs> about the comment that he wasn't wearing the headset right or something. So are you finding you're having to wear it in a way that doesn't feel natural um
3: uh, i feel like i can't adjust it to where i want to cuz i want to push it down more so that the the sweet cuz the sweet spot seems like i said higher but it won't mm. really cuz you can only push the front closer to your face and then the back just you know tightens the strap but there's no real way to like lower or raise the front part so Mm. I have to I feel like I have to mash it down some sometimes but I don't want to like also break it um but I will say the
2: drill some holes in there
3: (laughs) 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 the next step right um but I do like the like the face gasket is okay but I do like the light blockers the light blockers are very they work very well like oops sorry once you put that on like I almost have a too hard of a time because I'm used to cheating to look at my computer and look down the nose. You can't do that. I mean, you could probably wait, move wait, wait, wait. the I, thing around. I'm
0: I'm missing something here. So the light, when you say the light blockers, I thought the face ga- gasket, the facial interface is fixed in place. It doesn't go anywhere. Or are you saying when you no, move the, it back like, against your face?
3: No, it's it's like, a, what's that much? It's like a, that rubbery material that's part of the, like, it's not a gasket. I don't know why I use yeah. a gasket. It is fixed. Rum but it, but um, whatever. yeah, whatever you want to call it. The the, the um, pleathery leathery sort of material that's part of it, it covers it sucks it, it like attaches to your at least my face very well where i can't see out of the left no light bleed out of the left or the right or from my nose yeah. and that was really nice especially because the you know you got the oled lenses so everything looks nice and dark and just nice need to slap and some bright.
0: led strips in there right oh, going no. like <laughs> the
3: i ruin a good thing like that part of the the playstation i really like i don't want to that's cool bye <laughs> <laughs> okay but, um... so, so far
0: you're saying basically the um the setup experience has been relatively easy to get into the headset tuned except for the sweet spot um, Yeah, that... the comfort is good and it's light does it feel kind of frail like the first headset did did you want a psvr mm, one
3: i did not i i will okay. say it feels yeah, like I am worried about setting it down too hard. Like I'm cut kind of, like my poor index, I've been rough with the thing. It's been battered and you know, dropped on accident or just fallen off of things. I d I don't know if the PlayStation I feel like it wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't want to test it, obviously. I sorry I don't have that much money. I don't have two headsets that were <laughs> sent will to tell. me. <laughs> but wasn't it
0: the first was it the first or second episode where we had the crew v2 assembled where was it your index controller? You'd broken something, I remember, and you were trying to MacGyver it back together. I think it was an index controller. Didn't you smash it open? Or
3: Oh, or yeah. the That was when I was playing Bone Lab, and I um, had a stool behind me because I like to lean on it sometimes. And I was trying to climb, and I just, when I overcompensated for oh. jumping up on the ledge, this trigger just smashed right on the back of the stool. But it's okay. Not it's a, fine, though. I super glued it, and now it's all been good.
0: Not a gentle <laughs> lass. We will learn in time what this. What she does to this headset? Okay, got that. And I'm curious, just before we move into like the, you know, software and all the rest you're talking about, but like for Jose, uh, what about what about you? What was your experience like in terms of the same things Adam has covered?
1: Yeah, funny enough, uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I I had a lot of weird issues trying to get the 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 PSVR2 like properly fixed. So I had to like make a ponytail at a specific spots to kind of hold the headset <laughs> in. Uh, which kind of now is like the perfect go-to, uh, for me, but I did notice that there's, there's like a weird, if you, you, you have to find that sweet spotting almost kind of like muscle memory, remember how to put it on. Um, another thing that I, that I, that I came across was Sony's decision with the earbuds. Um, I, I'm willing to say this. I think earbuds are much better than spatial audio headphones, um, there's something about having the sound just deep into your ear. Maybe because I have a big head, there's sound echoing through my entire <laughs> cranium. Maybe, yeah, but it, it it feels almost more realistic of spatial audio than maybe headphones hovering over your ear. Mm. There's something about headphones hovering over your ear that were like just very just oxygen and just enough air can get under your headphones, especially if you're using like leather-based or maybe like uh, cloth-based headphones where having the earbuds just jammed into your ear it's almost like the sound is suppressed into your eyes and being in pitch darkness it's almost like the sound you, you it's almost like the conductive uh headphones where they kind of run sound through your through your jaw bones it's almost a similar thing where i was like man it really I...
2: depends on the headphones though
1: yes 100 like, percent. Like
2: if you have like really solid you know audio headphones like there's it's very hard to beat that just because you, you don't have the, you don't have the, the driver. You don't have the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the speakers that you have, uh, in, in, in those like small little earbuds, of course, you know, some of them are better than others, but, uh, I mean it depends on the price range. I think yeah, and that.
1: that's and that's what I mean. It's a really good middle ground. Like having just it, it was really weird because at first I was like, why would they give you these like little tiny earbuds with these? Yeah. You know, especially when pe- most people have big headphones. But like actually using them, I was playing uh, Forbidden West. Um, is it Forbidden West? The VR one, the, uh, Call, of the uh, Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain. Call the Mountain. Sorry, that was on for, me. I'm playing Forbidden West at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Call of the Mountain. I, I noticed that it's uh, the, the 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 here the stereo sound like when you're fighting and you're kind of strifing left or right there's there's it's good enough it's 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 really it's really powerful where i'm like man maybe earbuds are a good you know uh suitable at least for for that kind of experience for I
3: me mean, are, are, are they I wouldn't mind are they resting campus. in your
0: ear
1: just a quick one are, are they are they resting in your ear or are they in your oh, mo- in. in your monitors in. oh i like got they're, them their ear canal they're in my canal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I have the sound just blasting in there. That's maybe that's what it is. It just it it just creates a more. In, I don't know. It made me much more connected to the headset. It was very yeah. bizarre. Where instead of having, it, it, I don't know. I really like it. It might be my my go to way of playing games once I can. Um and and it's and that's where I was leading towards. Um. Uh. Actually, yesterday around seven a.m. uh California time, I got an update. Restart. You know, didn't really think much about it. Uh restarted the PS5, started Horizon and X buttons not working. So oh, I'm like, no. okay, well, restarted the PS started the restarted the PS5, mm. started again, went on Reddit, found a giant Reddit thread with like almost 30, like just a bunch of comments and just people saying it. They reset it a bunch of tricks like, oh, uh, manually, you know, change your button orders or presses, accessibility options, which I didn't feel, honestly, like dwelling into because then I have to reverse all that. So I was like, you know what, let me just wait for an update. Let me play another game. Maybe it's just the game that's itself. Try Synth Riders, try my my right hand to select the games. Not working. I can't even go through the the initial like warning messages. So fortunately, they have the, the, you can use your left hand. So with that one, I was able to scroll through and play um couldn't start kayak vr because they require the press x to start so i was just literally there paddling looking at the press x to start it was just i i've never felt so heartbroken especially um comparing this to like the quest pro and realizing like this is honestly much more comfortable than the quest pro i couldn't feel it in my head and just yeah i ended up playing horizon um in the cinema mode. Oh, you did that. Okay, tell, tell me. me. Oh, it's so good. It's I so suppose.
0: Good. Are we? Well, we'll, we'll I was going to save that for kind of after the hardware bit. But Adam, uh, just a minute back, you were trying to say something, and I oh, cut you off. um,
3: it was just like I. I think I'm not against earbuds, but I think the PlayStation ones in particular don't stay in my ears. That's the biggest problem I have. So they just. Mm. First, I don't know if I have weird ear shape, but they just fall out. So I just can't keep them in comfortably. Do they ship um,
0: you with multiple tip ends or no? Yes,
3: yes they did. I have them somewhere. Like so maybe three I'll them or
0: something that's this Sony standard. They're like, here's three different options
3: maybe that's maybe i just was like oh cool extra thing just chuck it in a drawer somewhere to never be seen again you know i don't remember the exact amount of them num- i don't know if it's that'll three help
1: two, but the, but yeah. there is a little ah, okay. like one of
0: the things that's really strange if you have in your monitors um is the, the the sound that you have is yourself breathing like you hear your own body particularly if if your stomach is grumbling or your intestines are due processing something you'll actually <laughs> hear that when you plug your ears in that way so yes um you do you do feel like weirdly inside your own self yes. <laughs> and that that i used to listen to music this way like exclusively because you would hear Same. tones and sounds and spatial in a way that was totally different i i can't do that anymore but i miss it because it, it it's a <laughs> great way to listen and you don't have to listen at high volume and you also get uh, isolated from almost everything i mean to the point where i remember being in student accommodation with iem's in and i almost didn't hear like a fire alarm that was how much isolation you're getting so just be careful with that especially if you get addicted to this and then you go walking crossing streets that <laughs> part i would i would say is actually a hazard so just i'm just saying it because watch out don't get squashed by a bus still love vr and all that but um obviously you're not taking your uh psvr2 for a walk unless you're yet, i don't know someone yet. special from reddit <laughs> with a backpack
1: a, yes unit for the uh
0: ps5 right and that, that would <laughs> yeah. look awesome in a video if anyone does it but Okay, so we've talked about the hardware Uh, before we move on to the software. I will just say the reason why the boxes next to me haven't yet been opened. I got sick because of kids over a party at the weekend. It really took me out. And I have one Achilles heel. Like, I I feel like I was to some extent born for VR. And this was a real gut punch for me. And I'll just mention it so we can get it past this and move on. And next podcast, I will give you thoughts and impressions when I get through this stuff. But um, the thing for me is if I am ill, in any little bit of a way, like if I've got a, you know, a cold, a common cold or something, it stops me from being able to VR at all. Uh, it's really weird because I, I mean, Rowdy will be able to tell you in 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 the previous group, um, you know, Mike would have been the one with the sensitive stomach who just couldn't take VR stuff. But like, I've done all the low FPS VR stuff. I generally have a pretty iron will when it comes to these things, iron legs, as they used to call them, right, for VR. But um I noticed this back in like the dk2 days if if i had a, a, an illness coming on all of a sudden my vestibular system kicks off and it's like no zim you can't like i'll get sick i'll feel dodges like almost instantly so unfortunately i have to wait it out until all the illness is completely out of my system before i can vr at all so oh, i've been man. waiting I'd, I'd set up i'd spent i don't know good like, like 12 hours or something getting ready uh um, I've got a special headcam thing for an unstream, uh, stream-based unboxing thing that I was going to do, and I was so pumped for it. The thing showed up on time. Everything was good, you know. Everything's good, and then I got ick, ill just at the wrong moment, and I was like, "Oh no!" And we got the podcast coming and everything. So, felt a little bit like this week was against me, but you know, take it in stride. So now I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about your experience so far. What you've liked, what you haven't liked on the software side of things. So again, Adam, I know you're leading us through this a little bit, so maybe turn to you first. I am assuming Rowdy, you didn't get a PSVR 2 right? Nope. Okay. That's correct. Okay. So Adam, fire away with your experiences.
3: Um, yes, yeah, so, so far, uh, that what I've played is the new horizon game. I did a little bit of after the fall. Um, I also opened up Moss just for fun and, and Unplugged. I just tried kind of a little snippet of everything just to get a quick sampling. Probably spent most of the time in horizon though. Um, I think, knock on wood, I haven't had an issue with the buttons, but I have actually seen that uh, be, be a problem for multiple people on you know, Twitter and stuff. Yeah, a lot stuff. of
0: people. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I just, I don't know. I I don't want to say, I, I don't regret my purchase because I think I still have hope that there is going to be other really exciting titles out there. I think my favorite part of the headset is just the eye tracking. I feel like we're going to see so many creative uses of the eye tracking. I mean, I can't wait for, you know, Switchback that comes out in next month, sometime with the the blinking and crazy crazy shit happens. I don't know. I love it.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait either. That sounds awesome,
3: yeah, but but it's it's just concerning to me. and I hope that maybe it's just an overtime thing that, as I get used to whatever the position is for the sweet spot, um because I don't want to have to think that hard every time to get to the sweet spot. You know, I just want to put the damn thing on and it's pretty much ready to go. I don't have to do plus my husband's using it as well. So it just gets adjusted oh, yeah. to different things. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But, so that's probably my least favorite. And there is, I did notice, um, there's a lot of kind of ghosting with characters moving. Like mo- I mostly uh, noticed that in uh, Horizon because there's actually characters in there. So as long as everything is still, it's like, wow, this is crystal clear and sharp. But once the character starts moving, you're like, oh God, am I drunk a little? Or like, It's so it's kind of annoying um, and kind, wow. of kind of bumped me out in that sense. But like I said- yeah, I've.
0: I've heard a couple people actually feed back and say because of those two issues, the ghosting, like the reprojection ghosting, mm-hmm. and um, again, my head is not squared on completely right now. I don't remember the other <laughs> one you said. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, the, sweet spot, the sweet spot. Um, so because of those two, like some people are returning their headsets um, as as a result wow. of that. But you're coming from Index. And Index from from – I only had an Index on for a couple of hours, but – that's a wide sweet spot in an index, uh, from mm-hmm. what I remember. And um, so you're so the fight, by the way, the squash the headset fight for sweet spot. Three or four people said it um, in chat. They were doing the same thing, so you're not alone in that. Um,
1: Sad and there, yeah. There is one thing I noticed too, and, I, and I, uh, uh, sadly, Bradley Lynch uh, posted about it. There is actually like a workaround for the the weird washing that's happening. Uh, it's actually the brightness that's causing it with HDR. Uh, so <laughs> lowering the brightness just a little bit actually makes that disappear. Um, <laughs> I, I have I haven't been able to test it, um, but I did see a post about that. So hopefully, you can give that. I a saw try another see.
0: one very similar to that, Jose, where they were saying mm-hmm. you had to enable a. It was 120 hertz projection on a default setting. Um, I saw I saw that. So there's been a few tweaks that have been coming out, like recommended things to make your play experience better. This was, by the way, very very similar to when the quest landed, where I remember you were playing over a cable and it was compressing the signal like very poorly. And I remember jumping in Skyrim and being like, "Why are there so many artifacts everywhere? This is <laughs> this doesn't feel like PC VR." And I was stepping from like a Rift S, which didn't have that problem. And then, um, you know, you tweak some things and you're like, wow, okay, now I can see again. Um, so hopefully if this is just us learning the features that are there and hopefully Sony will take some moves to address it, but out of the box, you know, we're not hearing a flawless experience. Jose, you were telling us about your controller woes, which is all over Reddit right now. Some people are really, really pissed off about that. Um, so on your side, Jose, what about like your first software experiences, and you know what have you liked and what haven't you liked?
1: It's, it's my favorite. Um, it's, uh, I mentioned the, the earbuds because I, I had one of my favorite. I love rhythm games. Um, that's actually like my my favorite type of, uh, of gaming. And synth riders elevated my expectations Ooh. of rhythm music. Um, I, I love Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip was was very fun to me, but there there is something about And and once you mentioned it earlier, seeing people play games for the first time, seeing people connect really quickly with a game for the first time makes me enjoy and love a game more, which is very weird. Um, So having, you know, my whole team over and seeing them play Synth Riders and most of my team, you know, most of them are VR experience, but not all of them are. Right, so I I remember having one of my employees literally put on the headset. We started Synth Riders and she went from like, what am I supposed to do, immediately caught on to it. Like, immediately knew what to do. And and that made me love it. It's just like, man, this is what VR is all about. It's quickly understanding what to do. Um, It also made me miss, like, you guys have mentioned it before, like, the original, like, Beat Saber menu. I I never was one of those people that missed that until I understood seeing that in real time with Synth Riders. I was like, wow, what a start button right in front of you does, right? Um, So, I really, really, that's what I spent the most time about, just putting the earbuds in and just... Listening, uh, I think I just released so I could talk about it the Gorillas music pack, so which is all I've been doing. Um, I've been head deep just listening to just doing the feel good, just watching my because that's the cool thing about new headsets too. And and uh, high scores is that you the high scores are getting get being reset. So I'm enjoying oh, no. seeing my, my score in the top 10. Like I'm at top 10 and feel good, Inc. I mean, last night I checked, but um, it probably it was probably like destroyed now, but just. I love that it's it's sound is so good in it, and being able the light blockers the just makes the the whole experience so good. I got a, um, I got a
0: question for you right. then, especially because you've been through Quest Pro, right? Um, mm-hmm. The the lenses and the and the and the OLED display, the the blacks, um, particularly in the, the the colors and synth writers in particular, you've got a lot of neons against dark blacks, and I have to say that in in certain headsets that doesn't work that well. Um, how hmm. is it in
1: PSVR two? It's so good, and, and that's exactly that's where the the light blockers really really kick in. You don't see the power of OLED until you have literally zero light. I it, Adam mentioned cheating. I do that a lot. I have the light blockers on the Quest Pro, and I sometimes do like the little look at my cell phone thing. I cannot do that with the PSVR two. It's so flush in my eyes. The the accordion style headset. Like I hope more headset manufacturers start playing around with that. I would love to see a Quest two mod with the accordion i i think that that Mm. is going to be a real big game changer to just destroy lighting i love what big screen is doing but seeing what psvr2 is doing it's like i think this is better for mass adoption i don't like the idea of having one thing designed flush to my face when there's materials that can do the same thing and be versatile for other people to try and test out
0: yeah exactly and we'll get into that a little bit later so um Okay, from what you've played, and I know we've only had a couple of days here. Um, mm-hmm. What's the best thing that you've tried, software-wise?
1: Cinema mode, the the HDR10. Um, oh, please tell see, me in detail about yeah. this. I need, to, I need HDR, to hear this from you. Seeing HDR in VR was my favorite experience. I think it, huh. I didn't care. It's the reason I don't care about the control. Uh, I, I, I feel that if the HDR wasn't as good as it was, I would have complained about the controller way more than I Probably should, because I haven't really played any other games that I that I'm meant to play. But being able to play Horizon and just sit on the couch and the headset's virtually light. It, it's the lightest headset I've used so far. Um, having it tugged under on the back of my head with the ponytail, at least to keep it in place. I, I it was awesome. I haven't played six hours straight in a video game in a very long time without a break, and that was probably the first time I did that. Wow! So I, it, you know, I got a question man. for you,
0: Jose. the The replacement of a 4K TV with this 1080p HDR signal, like, is it is it good enough for you? Like, yes. would it be good enough yes. for the average consumer? I'm I'm really yes. curious oh, from man, that yeah. perspective.
1: I would say that. And funny enough, I mentioned this to to my team. I'd say this if you weren't to take the PSVR2 to, to somebody in 2012, where HD where HD TVs were starting <laughs> to kick off and you show them this, there will be no visual difference. Um, I, I feel like this is like the, like at the tw- we're reaching the 2010, 2012 era of screen replacements. It's, we, we there's so much advances that have come a long you, way. You're you, you
0: scaring me a little bit now with this comment. Yeah. Please, ju- yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, Please tell it, me it, it doesn't look cool. like a 2012 television. <laughs> it does. It does. Remember HD back then, right? Because there have been so many advancements um, in screen technology, yep. how, how visuals work, but it, it, this is really, really suitable, comparable HDR. Okay. It's really nice. Um, the frame rate, right? That that's what makes. Um, these what about the resolution of it?
0: That, maybe that's what I'm getting hung up on. So HDR is 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 different. You're talking about. I didn't the... see
1: the re- so playing it in cinema mode. I don't think the game was playing in 4K at all. Um, I would say it's not. maybe it's, it's, yeah, 1080p. it's definitely not. Yeah, it's yeah. running at 1080p, so that the quality is really, really nice um the frame rate feels good is it It enough is it enough is it like are you wanting more or you don't know this resolution resolution is very hard to see after 1080p in games at least i haven't tried watching a movie so maybe that will change my perspective but at least for games it's it's really good enough i i travel with a 20 inch uh you guys i talked about the last podcast with the portable (laughs) screen and the portable screen it's 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 uh it runs at 240 hertz but the ps5 doesn't reach those uh that frame rate but be, comparing that to the to the screen of PSVR, it's, it's better right it's a 200 okay. inch screen right so it's it, it's it's really nice i love it I, I i hope that it looks just as good in movies maybe somebody in the chat has tried a movie and they can say yeah. or adam maybe you have tried but that's that's kind of where where i'm at i think for games it's perfect okay and
0: adam what about you on the software side then what have you tried that's your favorite thing so far
3: um it's going to be bias and that I don't know if it's my favorite but I I've been playing most of it because it's the only game that I have that I haven't already played before and that's Horizon, okay. you know, so that that's yeah. what I was kind of looking forward to is just new. Um I won't give any spoilers cuz I know you you want to play a lot of chat wants to play it. Um it's just uh, a lot of it's a lot of climbing. I will say that. It's a lot of climbing. And it's <laughs> not not story spoilery um but I couldn't find a setting where because I remember we were worried about the combat being in sort of like a, a ring. Um, I, I will say it's it's better now that I'm at home versus a convention center where, yeah, you're still on a track, but it's like you have the options of smooth left or right or like dash left or right. And it kind of makes it easier in combat because then you're not worried about running into a box or something stupid. Because I know I do that in regular VR all the time. You're, you're fighting something and then you back yourself into like a dumb you know a uh, barrel Obstacle. or something Husband. yeah so oh, okay it's, you husbands, can focus- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or husbands yeah but more of the in-game <laughs> objects versus physical objects but it does yeah. it is nice because at least you can focus purely on mostly on combat you know you just have to worry mm. about dodging so i i'm still kind of mixed about it i would have liked the option to have free movement um but i'm not i don't think that is as deal breaker-y for me as it was when I tried it at uh
0: you're, CES. You're a you're a huge um Horizon fan, right? Yes. So does it feel like a Horizon game?
3: Yes. I would say it gives the same Horizon vibes, but uh like and it definitely has like lore and canon, and you know, and again, no spoilers, but characters. But I feel like in the Horizon games, you know, you had a a variety of like you know, you combat, you're traversing, you're climbing, and this one, it's you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. There's combat, you're climbing, you're <laughs> but isn't climbing. Is the world
2: aspect a big thing it, in, in like an Horizon game? Yeah, it's kind of
3: like instanced open worlds, if that makes sense. So the the yeah. worlds when you're in those sections, they do feel big at least they do a a great sense of scale. Like there's waterfalls that are beautiful, everything you can see in a distance. So the feeling is good, but um, I would say it feels, it feels like a horizon game, but I would have liked maybe more combat so far. I haven't finished the game. I haven't gone very far.
0: It is fair, particularly of the like Banuk variety when it comes to horizon rowdy, at least from zero dawn, I can say there's a fair amount of climbing in that. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not 80% of your experience by any means. It's maybe, 10% 10% of the overall experience when you're item hunting or trying to traverse a cliff or something. But from what I've seen and heard from people who've experienced this so far, and again, I'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible. It's a Horizon game that, that you know, gives us a lot of what we've seen in The Climb and The Climb 2, um, in The <laughs> Traversal, in a Horizon world. The combat makes me nervous. I got to be honest. And I will. There is a demo, by the way, for anyone who hasn't like footed the bill for the full game or didn't get the Horizon bundle. There is a demo that you can download and and, and try. So that's going to be my slant. And then I'll probably end up waiting for a sale because I'm a cheap asshole when it comes to this stuff. I just am. And I'll probably give me time to, like Jose, sit down with cinematic mode, play Forbidden West until the end Um and then and then decide to kinda of hop into the full
1: experience. Do you have to finish um the original the the second horizon? That's a good Adam?
3: question. Yeah. Is it I think so. I think it would help because then it's you're cool. like, oh, I know that character, but it's okay, not so, like okay. the I mean, maybe maybe some of the background on like the factions might make more sense, but I mm. don't think you really need to complete it or you know or, or have I'm, any I'm, other I'm
1: really enjoying forbidden west so i might just finish that i'm really enjoying it so it's good
3: that, i kind of i wouldn't blame you yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: I was scared when I asked my chat. Uh, I had a few Horizon fans, right? When I was playing Zero Dawn, I was like, hey, what would you rate the first game? And they're like 10 out of 10. I'm like, it, I have to play this whole thing now? So then I went, I spent, I think I'm at 120 hours in the game. I mean, that's a lot for me. That's the first, on the first one? On the first one. Um, Yeah, I I And then then for the second game... um, I was like, okay, but what what would you rate the second game? And they're like, "Oh no, no, that was 10 out of 10 too." And I'm like, "Seriously? Not like 9?" They're like, "No, it's 10." And I'm like, "God damn it. Don't you can't just tell me that these two incredible games that I like how did how did I go You ever have this as gamers where you're like you go so long and you don't play a game and then you experience yeah. it for the first time and it feels like I remember watching um not the Godfather, what's the one with Tony Soprano? The Sopranos, of course. Uh, I watched The Sopranos about 15 years after it aired. I know, that was a stupid question, sorry. (laughs) Um, But we watched it, and I was like, God damn, I love this show. Um, And it's like that with Horizon for me. Like, I play it, and I'm like, wow, this is my game of the year straight away um, for flat gaming, right? And I usually segment between that and VR, but like, wow. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn, I, I wrung that out, and even to the point where, and I never replay games. I almost never replay games. I would do Game Plus just to just play more of it, to experience, to, to carry my weapons and armor and stuff over to a new game and play again. So I I really like how this is coming out. It feels like, okay, we're getting a Horizon game. I know I said it on a previous podcast, though. I still want them to to bring a third-person and first-person blended version of these flat games to VR. I want them to take the AAA content, convert it, mm-hmm. give us the full-form full game. Um, but maybe in the interim, cinematic mode will hold me over, I hope. So, you know, so... Uh the chat's been busy on, on on a whole bunch of fronts I'm sure as well with their PSVR2s and we need to still get into some PSVR2s and got another subject after that <laughs> but um I want to give you guys airtime what have not we talked about yet in terms of PSVR2 like from your initial reactions so far and then we'll save the rest maybe for the next
1: I guess uh, <gasps> I guess technical stuff I tried messing around with like adapters um so okay. far I have not been able to extend the PSVR2 cable um okay. I I definitely have some theories of of, of the cable, so I, I I ordered two cables that are, are much higher quality to see if that might work. Um, but at this point, 3.2 uh, USB adapters are not working for me. Uh, it only strictly works on the USB C, but I'm that's very early testing. I'm hoping I can get at least another like 10 feet out of it because that would be like the perfect Holy sweet shit. spot, and I can hang the cable over the head and then do like the triangle wire setup to really. Go, I well, really love this. Headset. I'll, I'll, I think I'll it, let and, you know,
0: yeah. Jose, on that because I've got a um, a one a one meter uh, extender from Ugreen and I'm going to test that nice. as well as a MagSafe adapter that I was talking about last podcast. I will try those out probably tomorrow and I'll let you know how I get on.
1: Awesome. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's that, that's the only thing that, I, that, that made me bummed out. I hate having the cable hanging behind my back. So that's mm. that's always just takes me out of immersion. If I feel something like especially if I'm immersed in a game and I feel something like sliding on my back, like a cable, it just (laughs) drives me crazy. Especially it's just weird things like that. Like, especially if you're like playing like synth writers and, and this, this will feel eerily, um, uh exact because it's what happened to me but like if you you start breaking a sweat and your back gets sweaty and then you feel that cable just sliding, oh, yeah. sure. it's a terrifying feeling so yeah the snakes, is, they're back yeah it's, it's insane so I, I like having the cable hanging over my head which now worries me because of the way they position the cable i feel that if yeah. i go over the head the cable is going to kind of like mm, angle upwards yeah. which might create a break so i don't know if i have to like make maybe some just readjust that corner and make like a weird angle. The but it's modding
0: just, begins, eh? Yeah, the, the modding, modding begins. begins. <laughs> uh. and, but that's uh, not what anything. about you? What about you then, Adam? For your um, um, anything
3: else? For the cable, it doesn't bother me that much, but I think I'm just used to, like, you know, starting off with the original HTC Vive when you had a million cables coming off you plus your headset cable because <laughs> it didn't have the, you know, the adapters oh God, yes. yet. And then the Index oh, yeah. cable, I would say, is heavier, way, definitely heavier than the um, PSVR 2 cable. So this one is pretty, like, a as someone used to cables, it's pretty ignorable. Like, again, I just face myself uh, so that the cables always... The, the PlayStation's at my back, so whatever I'm doing is going to be away from the cable just to mitigate that. Um, and this is a bonus tip. It's a very small thing, but it's super handy. And I posted it in chat. And if you have a ponytail like this is a super ponytail friendly headset, because it's most headsets you have to, you know, crank open and then maybe like shove the ponytail through a weird top section of the headset. If you're lucky, this one, because of the way it it kind of pulls back. You can actually pull it underneath the ponytail versus having to shove the ponytail through the top, if that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense people who don't have long hair, but mm-hmm. very, very good, very ponytail-friendly headset. Little things like that, it's just like, oh, this makes my life a little bit easier, so I don't have to just... One less thing to mess with, because there's other things to mess with, I guess. Did either of yeah. you
0: try lying down with it, I'm curious, or against, against the backrest? What was that experience like? I
3: have not...
1: I no? tried that's it with weird. my hair down and it slides a lot. I hate I hate having my hair down with the PSVR two. The okay. only headset that I like with my hair down is the Index, Um just because, because of the way it kind of like, yeah it kind of holds yeah. on, which which is weird because the PSVR two kind of has a similar back, but it just it just makes the material yeah the material just, of, just has slides yeah.
0: The center of so gravity like of the, the headset's going to be front. high up and that's it'll just want to pop off your head right. So Rowdy, mm-hmm. do you have questions for these guys <laughs> on PSVR two before we? Find our like, way to the next... Yeah, maybe... I
2: mean, uh, I'll, I'll very briefly say a couple of things. Like, uh, like, what do you guys think just in general on the release list on the PSVR 2?
3: For me, I am happy to see that there are... Uh, there's a significant amount of games. Um, but again, it's all games that I've played before. There are some new right. titles that I'll go into later that... You know, um, I haven't played before. They're not PlayStation exclusive, but they're just new. So I feel like they'd be a good excuse to get them on the PlayStation yeah. versus the Quest because I'm going to get at least higher quality graphics there. Um So, like, happy for maybe new people to VR. A little sad right. for myself. That's why I was so hardcore into Horizon, because I had never played that anywhere else. And I can't, you know.
0: That was for me so also.
2: Sorry, I was
3: brainless. taking back
0: it for a second there because I saw a demon crawl into Adam's scene. You guys wanna see it on the podcast? It's a dog, I think, in the background. But um yeah. Sorry. Like I, I was blinking, you know, when your eyes haven't fully adjusted yet? And I see this demon I'm like, what is going on with my life? Anyway, sorry, uh, Rowdy, you were responding there. I was no, going to say, th- th- th-
2: I think what, what Adam just said, like summarizes for me a little bit, like why I'm why I'm definitely still holding off on it, uh, because but, well, first of all, first of all, I don't have a PlayStation 5, and like so that's another investment I need to I need to make then as well. And I'm not entirely hung up on the release list. And I thought for myself as well, you know that's because I've played the majority of, the, of those games, but I know quite a few people have PlayStation Fives who are kind of into VR. They don't have a headset, but they're interested. Mm-hmm. But then when I asked them, like so, are you going to purchase a VR headset now?" none of them say yes. So they're kind of like, I don't know, like they, they said to me that they weren't entirely convinced by the release list and they found the price point too high and they, you know, they, they were going to wait for the reviews of the games because what they've seen, they weren't entirely convinced. And yeah. with Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain, I mean, the reviews have been decent, but it's not like, you know, I, I think IGN gave it like a 7 out of 10 or GameSpot gave it like a 7 out of 10. It's not like, oh, this is a must. This is not Half-Life Alex in VR. You know what yeah. I mean? This is yeah. not. You don't get that same kind of thing, and that
0: makes me honestly a little bit worried for the VR headset. The only experience you know, that, that see I've seen that did that rowdy is GT Seven. I've seen that making yeah. huge waves. The mm-hmm. big problem with that is really the investment, and also sim racing yeah. isn't something uh, just like like piloting uh, in VR. It becomes like a hobby all in of itself. And mm-hmm. not just from the equipment that you need, even if you're doing it just with the controllers or a DualSense, it's like, it's a, it's a really neat experience. But if you're not kind of subscribing to that lifestyle, yeah, it's like, exactly. that's a, that's a lot of hardware to be putting together. So there's a lot of tentative people, I find, who are, like, interested. Interest yeah. has been piqued, but not buying, you know, mm-hmm. or, yeah. like, holding. I, oh. I see the same thing.
1: I will yeah, say, I too. I see it as like a really...
3: Like something to consider, which I totally forgot about because I mostly do PlayStation single player games is there's the PlayStation Plus. So any multiplayer thing you're going to have to pay because yeah. when I was in After the Fall, yep. it constantly had that pop up of someone. I think someone was trying to invite me to their lobby and then it's like, oh, you can't do multiplayer unless you got PlayStation Plus. And I'm like, F, I forgot about that. Damn, that's that's why I'll probably only <laughs> play it on the PC because I, I already paid for my Internet. Like I hate I it so much. So it'll probably be mostly single player games for me on the PlayStation VR two, if I'm being completely yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. I'm, I I'm not see, I, I see,
1: that either. Yeah. I see <laughs> it as a very, as a very powerful, really, really strong first step. Um, having the library of all the VR games that we, we know and, and cherish, but seeing them in their, once again, the best foot forward, like this is the best version of pistol whip I've played. Um, the best version of <laughs> Sith Riders I've played. Yeah. Um, I wish I could add more games to that list, but can't at the moment it's but, okay um, well we got yeah, two weeks it, to kind of do, do our exactly. homework here you know what but, i mean uh, and exactly and, and, and adding to 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 that is you mentioned the the playstation plus um we're about to see high quality well quote-unquote high quality uh PC VR games reaching free levels right um being released yeah. so that's going to be cool when all of a sudden you know the call of the mountain does go into playstation plus or, and, and we're gonna start seeing the, yeah, the accessibility for I'm these really excited high-end games. For that. Yeah, that's what we're I'm because excited a, about. A yeah.
0: lot of people are subscribed to that. Um, mm-hmm. I did when I got the PS5. One of the first things that I did, and honestly, it's totally changed my opinion about the PS5. Is I, I went in and I subscribed to that like medium tier level because I was like, wow, for a ten or a month, I can get access to like forty different games, which are all like heavy hitters, and I'm like, I can go and try those. To have. And this is what we said. I don't know if his last podcast is the one before it, but if Sony really wants to grab people in, like let them buy the hardware, but then give them a free ticket to some really good games uh, in the VR space and pull them in. Like, for example, the, the first one that I would would suggest is No Man's Sky. Like, just let people go play in a sandbox game where they can get lost. Even if you're not a No Man's Sky fan, it'll give you, a, you know, an interesting exposure to something that's a bit different there's other games that they could do as well but it's like to your point there jose i think it's a really important hook that at the moment it's it's like it's in their capabilities list but they haven't come out with that yet and i would expect that by summer we would have some you know free vr games added to those subscriptions to also help pull people in to those multiplayer games um but if you're new if you're brand new to VR with this lineup, um, a lot of this stuff has been tried, fixed, patched, tested, right, enhanced, um, and it's there for you. So, like, if you're if you're just getting into VR now, for the for the value you get out of this, um, it seems really good, and that's why I'm I'm just I've been chomping at the bit for a good month month and a half to try it. And I am so excited. Um, Your, your, your (laughs) feedback today, the challenges don't. Well, I think the money, I think the money is a big part of it, but I think also um, to have VR enthusiasts get enthused about it. We're in our own bubble. You need it. You need the, the place, the only place that I've seen people outside of that bubble get excited for something is the racing side. People have really gripped with the speed and the racing and, all of that, I've seen that very heavily, and that's not just because mm-hmm. I'm a simmer. I've seen that from people who are who don't who don't like racing, who are getting into it, you know, who who weren't even a VR person before, who were like, I like F1 or something like that, and you know, like I'm I'm gonna go and pick this up, or I have picked it up, and holy shit, it's amazing, you know, like those mind blowing experiences are what we need to bring more people in. But it's uh, like what Jose said, it's a re- it's really sure footing, I think, for a first step. Um, and no headset's gonna be perfect, right? I understand that. I, I'm a little. I'm a little curious about some of the design choices, and I'm worried for maybe the frailty of the headset. the con- the The connection to a PS5 still makes me nervous, man. Uh, having a perpendicular connection via one USB-C port—that if that port gets snapped or broken, uh, you're you're screwed, right? Like that's a grand's worth gone. So. I just, I'm really, I'm going to be watching Reddit like a hawk now because I want to see what happens during the Darwin Awards. You know, what happens to people's consoles? (laughs) What happens to their headsets? Who's the first one to have a a dog chew their headset? You know, those kinds of experiences just to see what happens when it hits real households. Um, That's happening now. You know, it's happening live. So really curious to see that. Um, But with all of that, we got um, PS, we got PSVR2 news dropping like crazy. A bunch of different titles have come. So, if you have your PSVR2 and maybe didn't catch up with the news just yet, maybe Adam, you can talk us a little bit through, uh, you know, state of play and some of the news that we got just over the last uh, over the last week or so. There's
3: there's a lot. So, um, a lot. Um, I'll go over these relatively quickly. Uh, like I said, some of these are going to be familiar titles, but I will also kind of separate off the newer ones as well. Um, but first, we have. 10 new games were officially announced by Sony. So that brings the release window game titles to, I think, I believe over 40 now, which again, uh, in itself is impressive. Um, I think we might be biased in that we know some of these games are good. We're familiar with these titles. We know pistol whip synth Riders, Moss, whatever, but, but a normal, you know, first time VR person might not know what these are. And unless it's slapped with like, you know, horizon or call of duty, or I don't know those are, it's a good example. You know what I mean? But anyway, know what you mean. some of the um, new titles that are related to they might be out now. Actually, the first one is Gorn, which is that uh, ludicrously violent VR gladiator simulator, which is going to probably break a lot of TVs. So keep an eye out for Reddit, because that'll be a fun uh, one. for. Turn the
0: other way. Turn the other way. Do not face your TV. If you're showing a guest, Gorn, <laughs> turn the other way. Yeah, please but don't a- break your TV.
3: We also have Knock, uh, which is coming to PlayStation VR, too, as well. Oh, sorry. That's... I just had a giant, like, lightning thunder thing come on, which is very Ooh. unusual for California. That was that, slightly yeah. terrifying. Um, <laughs> wow. Ragnarok, speaking of lightning and thunder, hopefully I don't disconnect or something. Uh, there's yeah, Ragnarok. So, good luck. So, so speaking of Vikings and, you know, having a mythological environments come down, Ragnarok's another one that's coming, which I'm I kind of a fan of. I like that one. yeah. Um, yeah. We've got Star Tenders, Intergalactic Bartending. Uh, that's where you basically dock your barship service serve some wild creations to various aliens. Um, Swordsman VR uh, is coming to PSVR 2 as well. And interesting with that one is there's going to be a free upgrade for the first three months for players who own the PSVR version as well. So that's kind and, of a... And
0: that's, so. that's a very smart stab for them because they're in ahead of Blade and Sorcery, right? So they are... They are the, the violent sword fighting game, right? So,
3: mm-hmm. so that, that was a smart move. I think that was interesting. Um, yeah. Along with another rhythm game, we've got Unplugged, of course, um, featuring, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, a hey, uh, offspring Weezer. Uh, of course, it's kind of like your guitar hero, but for VR. Um, we also have Runner, which is a, a arcade experience that's uh, is coming out the Oh, came out the 22nd already. So that one's already come out, but was recently yeah. announced. Uh, it's basically freeform VR shooting on a motorcycle combat. Um, we have... Oh, uh, some of the newer titles. One of them that you mentioned already is Another Fisherman's Tale, of course. Oh, yes. um, no specific date for that one yet, other than this year. There's going to be a lot of yeah. those for these new <laughs> titles. Um <laughs> We also have uh, Hell Sweeper VR, which is a really interesting one. I know a lot of people are excited for that. Um, by the same creators of the uh, Sorrento VR and Arizona Sunshine, um, mm. basically wow. physics, um, gravity-defying movements. Uh, you traverse the dimensions of hell, and you gain a mastery of a wide range of weapons and elemental magic. Again, later this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep. But, laughs> um this one i thought was interesting because i've been following the developer on twitter it's called sushi ben um how to describe this one it's sort of like it, it's a vr narrative adventure that's sort of comic book style um not quite anime i want to say but it has a lot of like paneling involved if mm-hmm. that makes sense um so you basically um meet townspeople help them out it's a very colorful um 3d manga panels i think that's a better way of of wording it okay. i think yes. like an anim- sort of like an anime uh inspired inspired art style but manga specific not like did we have anime. this on steam vr before that no. one i don't think no, so. i don't think it's I, been released I, anywhere yet
0: i'll have a look because i remember it coming up at one point but this was years ago and i wasn't sure if we ever got it so sushi ben you think maybe new on psvr
3: uh,
1: yes, I he's, think it's- he's a developer. He's releasing a new game. I think he hasn't released it yet. He's been developing it for a while. I follow him on Twitter also. He's uh, super rad, but itch. it's yeah. it's the tech. It's the tech that stands out for Sushi Man. Like, I'm so glad. I, I didn't even know it was releasing for PSVR too. So I'm like, now you got me hyped. Because <laughs> I know me too. That, I remember seeing the original tech demo that he released on Twitter and he had a floating... Anime manga panel where you can go inside the panel and see the. So when you go backwards, it looks like a normal 2D panel. It is the most craziest thing because now he has animations happening in video. So it, all the cutscenes jump in and reminds me of beautiful Joe. I don't know if you guys make um, my. Yes, be uh, cut. yes, yes, that's okay, cool going. yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> so, it reminds me of beautiful Joe with the cool cutscenes scenes that are happening outside of a video which is really cool uh, I'm I'm so hyped Ooh, and it's I, yeah it's a slice of life game you
0: mm-hmm. just reminded me uh, uh rowdy there was like a it was a horror game on quest I don't know if you're gonna remember it and it, it was like that it was a stylized um uh, I'm not remembering this now stylized almost like in the style of 13 like cell shaded
3: wow. was it with the, I know with what the you're uh, it's very bloody, right?
0: No, no, not the teddy bear. That's going even further back. It was more recent. It was a quest standalone title. I remember. Um, maybe chat will help me out. I, I'm I not remembering I remember it, it now. Yeah, it was. It, it was shortly before. Um, never mind. Pass it up. <gasps> but um, we've we've done we've seen that kind of comic book style trick done a, in a few titles over the years. But this one looks interesting. It was on itch. That's where um, I had seen it before. So as we're right. looking for various different indie titles but the i, I think the, the the moral of the story here is there there's a lot they were holding back i mean the amount of titles that they've they've ended up coming out with which are established titles are there's a lot and then there's there's stuff coming like having a pipeline of stuff even if we don't know the specific dates for releases there's quite a bit still coming this this year so uh very healthy healthy run and and not all the
3: same thing which is mm-hmm. nice. nice and not even done of, yet. On Hold on, we still got more. Oh, yes. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Let's these go. ones were super. i got gonna go through them pretty quickly. These titles were not mentioned by Sony, but you know, we found them out from developer pages, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, Project yeah. Wingman, Wingman, not Wingman, Wingman. That's confirmed for PSVR2. <laughs> basically, flat. It's a flat screen VR supported flight. A uh, flat screen VR supported flight action game. Um, So that's going to be also ported over to the PSVR 2, which should be interesting, especially for flight sim fans, which really i crash yeah. everything so um well that was it,
0: really interesting because an indie dev had made that from the ground up trying to take down some of the um just like given experience uh that, that others hadn't had and although it l- l- launched on pcvr I, I didn't find it was that great a game there mm. but it, he's, he's had it the last year and a half to kind of tune it and the game i had been looking for by the way was lies beneath ah, that was yes. the title mm, that i was trying to right. think of i remember that um, oh. anyway so oh. continue adam there you go <laughs>
3: Uh, and then a, a title that's been sitting on my Steam library, and I'm ashamed that I haven't played yet, but I'll get to it eventually. Wanderer is uh, also, I think, unsurprisingly, oh, oh. going to be moving over to PSVR too.
0: <laughs> oh boy, Wanderer is a treat. You're, you're going to enjoy that. You're going to enjoy those that. It's been
3: stuck in my library, and I haven't got a chance to yet. And I'm very ashamed. I shouldn't have admitted that on this podcast. <laughs> that's
0: beautiful. That was my uh, game of the year last year. Was Wanderer very good?
3: Uh, th- I don't know if anyone's played these, but we also have Cactus Cowboy, Plants at War, um, but basically the Cactus Cowboy series, they started off on side quests, so it's really kind of fun mm-hmm. and interesting to see that now the developer is getting his games on the PlayStation VR 2, which is kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool, but I've never... It's, never... it's
0: free. It's a free title. Yeah. That's what surprised me the most. I mean, uh, it, looks, <laughs> it looks kind of like a free title, but the fact that we're getting anything <laughs> for free is kind of surprising, <laughs> so...
3: But either way, yeah. good on. it reminds me
0: of D-Day. There was this combat game that was actually quite good. Um, I can't remember where that launched now. Was that PSVR one? I think it was where it was kind of Battlefield style. Um, so I'm keen to try this, but it's kind of like World War II with cacti. I know that sounds ridiculous. Um, <laughs>
3: totally normal.
1: Because it
0: looks, it, it looks ridiculous. sounds, awesome. and it's, <laughs> <that>
1: sounds <awesome.
0: laughs> I don't know. I've never played a game like that before. So I've got to check it out and see, uh, see if it's any good. I'll, I'll report back. Please do. (laughs) Appreciate
3: it. Then, um, of course, we had this past Thursday was PlayStation State of Play, which I kept for some reason incorrectly calling PlayStation Beyond. I don't know why or where I got that title from. No idea. But PlayStation State of Play, this kind of uh, brought up some more titles that are coming to VR, not launch titles, but sometime this year. Um, The first, of course, we have is Green Hell VR. So for those of you familiar or not familiar, uh, we have a Steam version for Green Hell VR and also a Quest version. I'm guessing that the PSVR 2 version's kind of be bigger uh, of an area, more based on the desktop version like the Steam one, because the Quest version was sort of more... It wasn't open-worldy. It it felt like it, but you were forced to go through paths. Mm. Like, it, it wasn't... In Green Hell the Flat game, you could get lost, and then the Steam version is sort of the Steam VR version is kind of similar. So, we'll we'll see. Curious to see that one. I like survival games, so and getting leeches on me and whatever. <laughs> leech Special S, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's what we the list.
3: <laughs> then we've got I'm not done. Hold on, we've got a couple oh, more. Man. Uh, Synapse, which is by End Dreams, uh, the team behind oh, Frax. Yes. This one's kind of shooty, Death Stranding. Uh, not Death Stranding but it visually it looks like Death Stranding but it's very shooty combines firepower with telekinesis Um, very unique looking later this year
0: we (laughs) we definitely need to show that one off and I say that because so that's Synapse Um, it reminded me quite strongly of the Solaris project which was I would call it On Land Subnautica which was was quite a big title on the original PlayStation VR 1 you had like land tornadoes and you were trying to survive you went like cave spelunking and stuff. It was really neat. It was called the Solus Project. Um, but this looks like they mixed that with like Super Hot and maybe a couple other VR titles that come to mind, but very heavily stylized, as you said, right? So it's got the look and feel. Um the, the neat part about it is the idea that you're able to dual control. So it reminded me of that flat game control that Rowdy was always on about. Although I don't know much about it, he's described it to me. <laughs> and it's like having superpowers and having the gunplay and kind of I don't know if it's a slowdown mechanic, but in that stylized frame, might make for quite a good game. I don't know. The the, the previous title fract like didn't sit with me very well. So to see you know another Endreams game coming that it, that looks like it's kind of like uh, they took that formula with Fract and pivoted, and they're like, how can we use that same engine in a different way and maybe reshape it? I'm I'm a little bit hesitant uh, on it, but the world looks very cool, and I just hope that the addition of superpowers gives you enough to make it feel I'll say like like a like a pistol whip or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Something that you you really love the groove of and can gel with, um, but yeah, Synapse is a very interesting looking game right now.
3: It is. Well, I guess we'll have to see because yeah, I, I felt the same about Fract. I thought it was it was all right. The I liked the yeah. um, dodging or not dodging, but sort of the cover system in uh, in Fract, being able to grab walls and sort of push yourself down. So we'll we'll have to see. We'll find out later this year, just like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we've got Journey to Foundation um this one is uh has gives mass effect vibes it's based in studio behind doom 3 vr marvel dimension of heroes it's based on an apple tv show but doesn't seem to have a connection between the game story and the show aside aside from its underlying background that one we actually have Mm -hmm. autumn 2023 so hey that's a little more narrow (laughs) i don't know if anyone's (laughs) watched that though, but eh. no then we've got uh, Before Your Eyes. This one is I'm interested in because it's, it utilizes eye tracking in an interesting way. Uh, it's not a new title, but it got it's getting VR treatment through the PlayStation VR, 2 um, It basically you control the flow of the story as you relive memories of uh, family, first love and the rise of an artistic career. So it's more of a like a nice, wholesome, maybe wholesome story based, but it's controlled by eye tracking. But I wonder if I'm going to blink too fast. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> my life really yes. flashed before my eyes um oh two more i got two more let's go we got the foglands uh which is also it, it's an atmosphere it's atmospheric roguelike um well you discover new paths uncover old secrets um this one looks it looks kind of interesting it's not only going to be exclusive for psvr2 but it's also um like flat flat playstation um and then Humanity, which is getting also getting the Resident Evil Village treatment in that it's a flat game that's going to have PlayStation VR support. And that one's coming out in May. This one's a this kind of interesting because it's like a platformer puzzle game where you play as a, like a holy-looking Shiba Inu, and you sort of have to guide... It, it's a white... It's a holy love Shiba that. Inu. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Watch the trailer. You'll know what I mean. Um, yeah, and you're yeah, guiding a bunch of people to... Salvation, I guess, to, you know, to to some sort of good end, and it seems like there's a good and a bad side to these, to like the humanity. I don't know if there's like if it's the Edons Shiba and, Inu. And, no, the Shiba Inu is always a good doggo, always a good boy, right? Or girl, well, 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 whatever. Always a good doggo. Yeah, but there'll be a sandbox mode oh. to make your own maps and puzzles too. So that one's coming out May, uh, so we can look forward to that. And that is all the PlayStation, all of the everything's that's either coming out or that's... is out on releases. <laughs>
0: thank you adam it's honestly yeah it's it's too much to keep up with it is is an overwhelming amount of content kind of that has been announced and i'm still
1: reeling uh and i'm sure all of you are from (laughs) from just that list so um, one nitpick that i almost i want to die on this hill and i'm gonna go go and say it did you mention that there is a ozzy osborne pack for unplugged being released I think Is it already there... exists. I mean it's Why in there. Wasn't it's the commercial. Why wasn't Ozzy playing Unplugged instead he's playing Horizon on like what? That's a good point. That's, um, that's my only gripe with the list that you mentioned. We're like, going that, back to Ozzy again. Oh that, god. You, you casually yeah. went on the oh, list god. and you mentioned that and my brain went <laughs> It's like
3: what? I, I regretted what? it as soon as I said it. Yeah. Well,
0: just like Ozzy's brain exploding. There's a new headset on the scene. i segwaying us out of this, detouring us away from Jurassic Park and Ozzy and all that. So uh, thank you, Adam, for the lovely coverage on mm-hmm. the PSVR 2. Um, I want to talk very briefly about Big Screen Beyond, which is a new $1,000 headset. Uh, you might have seen it there in the thumbnail. Um, you get it, 1000 bucks gets you just the headset. It requires Steam controllers and a base station. It's got pancake optics, And it's a shockingly light, 127 grams. I mean, it's absolutely tiny, this thing. It's got custom foam, which is one of the points that Jose was alluding to earlier, where they'll actually take, as part of ordering one of these things, an iPhone face scan, a 3D map of your face, and then customize the foam that comes to you with the headset. It's a customized headset, so it is really a headset for an individual, not to be swapped around with five people in your... Um, it is a wide, slim profile and looks pretty good for simmers. Uh, the band is described like s- swim goggles as it really, like, connects to your face, full around it, hugs it. Um, it's 2560 by 2560 per eye, so a high pixel density panel. The FOV, I would say on paper, might look a little disappointing to some as it's a 90 by 93 degree uh, view that you get. Um, but with the high resolution panels, um, The whole package looks quite impressive. Um, For me, this is the DK1 for the next stage of VR. It's the prototype model. It's the one to get in on if you have spare cash and a passion for hardware. Um, (laughs) I actually wonder what Jose's take is on this in particular, because this headset, this form factor, as small as it is, is this kind of pancake headset. It's the first one to look shockingly like um ready player ones uh kind of form factor of headset and i think this really does depart us from what we were talking about with psvr2 being maybe the last gargantuan head mask you know and now we're getting into the stuff that looks sleek and sexy and small so jose what's your uh what's your take on this equipment and i'm curious <sighs> I, if you've lined up or not
1: i so. i want to i i wish i could i i kind of briefly mentioned uh my gripes that will make me uh on, on twitter the first thing and i actually met, messaged the the big screen post about it he was the ceo was actually responded to everybody but ironically missed my question um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah which was they they said h1 is customized by hand for you right when and they they they, they, they kind of hinted at the customization part but they're kind of keeping it gray how 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 is the customization manual? Is the headset itself being built by hand, which means no quality assurance in the supply chain management? How is this device going to be? What adhesives are going to be used? What is the wait time? Is it If it is releasing this year, will there be a, you know, what is the roadmap? Where does this headset go? The, so the, the wait part? time, was it- I'll just mention the wait time was
0: addressed because I didn't mention that already, but it's like three to five months from your order. So this is, again, it's kind of similar to when I ordered my DK2 and waited four and a half months for the thing. Um, And and it is expected to take that time because they do have to customize. Um, But you're right. It's the first headset I kind of like this, right, where they're mm
1: -hmm. building the the shoe custom for you. I think it's an incredible headset. I think it's an amazing case study. Uh, In the use case, what worries me is a company building a prototype And then deciding, oh, we need to fundraise to make this prototype a real thing. And instead of going through the channels that are designed for fundraising, like the Kickstarters or um, I forgot the other ones, but um, they instead built their own infrastructure to make money, which means if this device never comes into the market, there's no legal channel for you to go and say, hey, this was done through Kickstarter. We can at least get refunds pre-processed. To be quite honest, I I don't know big screen. I I don't want to put implications out there. But from a business, uh, as an investor, like to buy a product in, it it scares me. Um, I think that there should be things that they could address to make these fears go away. Like, hey, we're partnered with this supply chain. This is the people they're going to work with. This is the factory. They made an amazing app. And the amazing app is still there. And the app is failing. And there's market realities why the app is failing and why they're doing this. So will that be able to justify the failing app? I don't see that happening. They're trying, the, their goal is to rent movies in VR. Netflix already is, there's an APK for Netflix I, and VR. So they are, it's, they are to
0: some extent, um, bypassing pardon, my French here, but they're a little bit cock blocked by platform owners based Correct. upon the surcharges. And that's one of the headwinds that Darshan has, you know, aimed to mitigate by moving
1: in a different direction. Which is weird um, to, to say, to have, when you, yeah. When you think about it, what, spo- he's, what he's really saying is, hey, there's a really big locked door here. We're gonna go ahead and create another big locked door over here instead, which is like, how is that going to benefit a consumer? In the end, in the long run, I'm going to buy a thousand dollar headset that's going to be DRM to an app because that's their goal. That's why there's an app involved. <laughs> yeah, there are
0: there are <laughs> definitely concerns with the big screen component. I'd almost feel better if they tied a knot in big screen, which is the wind you know the wind behind their sails to start all this off, um, and actually just ma- manufacture the headset as an open source VR headset with that form We're factor. Talking. Then I'd be way more interested in it. But look. I know we're running like way over. This is the longest podcast in history, I think, but um, (laughs) we're we're going to go ahead and kind of pull this one to a close. Um, Just just we'll we'll maybe revisit big screen as we hear bulletins as we come forward. You know, Uh, we've got headsets big and headsets small, a headset that's (laughs) wide and a cable that's very, very long. Uh, But perhaps that's enough now for the cat in the hat. Jose is here to get the laddies and lassies snuggled in their beds. Dreams of sugar plums and Resident Evil dancing in their heads. Um, <laughs> it's hat time. <laughs> yes, it is. It's time for releases,
1: my dear oh, friends. Man. I feel like adding any name after Adam's like 45 <laughs> is going to be insane. But there's one that stood out for me um, because I love this show and I love the idea of... I, I love history, so being able to travel into like historical places, quote-unquote, whatever that means in a virtual recreation... Um, so the only one I'm going to list this week is Peaky Blinders, uh, The King's Ransom. It's releasing on the Quest and on PC VR on March 9th. There's no price listed. But if you're into 1920s London, the lore, visiting, visiting the bar and just interacting with the characters from the show, there has been a few reviews and insider scoops of people saying like, hey, this actually feels eerily like the show. So it's really dope. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. But that's the only one that stood out for me. I had a few uh, okay. listed, like Vertigo 2, but it's a bunch of pew-pew games, so I feel like I'm going to just mention Peaky Blinders. Wait, you said Breath Vertigo the 2. Screen. Is Vertigo 2 launching soon? Um, in March for PC VR. Um, okay. It looks there's no there's no... Uh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, pricing yet. we don't
0: think we have a formal date on that. We don't yet, have a do formal,
1: we? yeah, no, no formal date. Yeah, for
0: okay, a little... okay, that's fine. So it's more like calendar. Okay, Peaky Blinders, we'll uh, keep that one out there. Thank you very yeah. much, Jose. I, know yeah, we're that, I didn't want to extend
1: it any longer. I had 45 other games to list, so. Not You're right. fine. <laughs> I know
0: we had we had a lot there. Well, that's that. Uh, chat, I'm not going to give you a chance this, this chat because we are running long, um, but I'll tell you what. Let us know what you thought, if you had comments or remarks, and maybe we'll pick them up. Respond back to you in Discord or something. Um, F Reality, you know when it goes live, but um, it's every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we run the show starting at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. in the UK. Audio's on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, if you are watching back, let us know what you thought. Hop on our Discord, um, and we're always eager to show something off. Awesome if you've got it, so hit us up at contact at freality.tv. Uh, I love this crew, I really do. I've uh, tried to kill them with about a million messages this week. But hey, we've gotten closer, become incredibly immature together, and uh, aim to bring you entertainment for years to come. That's us at F Reality. Uh, We'll we'll let you all get back to VR and uh, see you on the next one for something exciting. All right. Thanks, everyone. VR is calling. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: See ya.